Yo, what up? You are now tuning into the Not So Fresh Podcast. Today is January 26, 2018, and this is number 32 of oh, the yeah. podcast. And it's a very special podcast. Uh, let me start off by introducing myself. My name is Sasso. Uh, I will be your host, along with some little dick motherfuckers. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, his name is Roxry. Give him up. Give up for Roxry. <laughs> Woo! Oh, what up? <laughs> Fuck y'all. Oh my. Yeah. Oh, I, dude, I gotta show you this video in a little no. bit. It's fucking hilarious. It's, it's yeah. It's a micro dick. Is Mexican it micro dick? Version of of the of the Goodfellas. No. I gotta show it to you in a little bit. Yeah. Micro. We got a big dick motherfucker in the house. Uh, introduce yourself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they call me Distill. For Rock So Fresh. Or Cock So Fresh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Shit, what up? What up? Yeah. And uh, we have some very, very special guests in the house. I don't know the size of their dicks. So, <laughs> um, but so maybe we'll find out off. later. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. One of them's not drinking, so I don't think uh, that guy is going to show his dick. But maybe the other one. I don't know. <laughs> Who can tell? I don't know. Anyways, um, yeah, dude, we uh, these are some heavy hitters in the house we got today, and I'm just going to go straight to it. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, my man to the right. Yo, my, my name is Menno from Holland. represent Hustle Kids, Dev Dogs, and uh, Red Bull Beast One All-Stars. Yikes. Yo. Damn, yeah. son. You, you got heavy, heavy hitters. Yeah. You know, you got in his pants. Oh, shit. <laughs> he just laid it down on for us. <laughs> and then to his right, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, what's good, everyone? This is B-Boy Nagin, representing Tsunami All Stars, all the way from Brazil. And I'm here with this amazing team today, the Red Bull Bison All Stars. That's right. Damn. Gentlemen, that's right, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. We got some motherfucking heavy hitters, and if you're just tuning into the Not So Fresh podcast, we are a hip hop based. We talk about Brazilian jiu jitsu, fitness, sex, current events, and just random shit. So, um, <laughs> the, this I forgot, to, I forgot. Yeah, it's oh, yeah and breaking. breaking. Oh, just a little. Bit. Uh, the, I forgot to mention the disclaimer in the uh, beginning. If you are tuning in, you might want to listen to so this episode with headphones maybe at a low volume uh not around your kids maybe not around your girlfriend maybe not around your wife probably around your mom um because we will be talking about some random shit so there there you go don't yeah. don't don't say we didn't warn Disclaimer, you yeah. <laughs> and a lot of bad words like what like fuck and <laughs> shit and cock and balls you know i heard of a funny one today was uh uh, I, I was listening to the, oh the JRE. I was listening to the JRE and he was talking about Joe Rogan. Uh, 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 dog cunts. Oh, dog, dog cunts. Yeah, dog cunt. Like in Australia. Hey, happy Australia Day! Did you guys know it was Australia Day? Fuck. No. Random, random, random fact. 
No, uh, well, happy Australian Day, pull one. Yeah, pull one. Since you moved out there and you left us. Good night, Mike. <laughs> it's Australia Day, and one of the one of their like dishes is uh, dog cunt. Really? Yeah. They got the weirdest shit out there. Or right? shit cunt. One, man. Mano was yeah. just there, and Nigin was yeah, there we're too. Yeah, both just there. They like were a month ago. There. Oh, what's going on over there? What would you guys? Uh, what you guys doing? Some uh, battles. Talking shit. <laughs> Dog cunts, huh? A, ca- a camp. Yeah, it was a camp in the Gold Coast. Oh. It was really nice. Oh, damn. Yeah. Were you guys teaching? Yeah. Uh, so, damn, yeah. dude. Travel. See, these guys travel the world for breaking. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. fucking dope. You guys travel a lot. Right? Yeah. I mean, you've seen, we've pretty much seen the world. Yeah, these guys are all over the place. This you guy, travel with rocks, right? This guy uh, toured with Madonna, too. Um... This is, um, what is that? You did Blaze, the Madonna tour, yeah. with a lot of different things. Uh, Menno does uh, theater theater work as well in Holland, nice. all over Europe, right? You've been doing shows and stuff. Mo- mostly in Holland. Yeah. Mostly in Holland. Yeah. Mostly in Holland. Yeah. I yeah. performed twice outside of the country with the theater. Yeah. And you got nominated for an award for uh, what, what was the award for? It was uh, they call it like a Swan Award. Oh. And uh, it's it's mainly for like ballet and uh, modern dance. Wow! So like to have the best dance presentation of the year. I think it was 2014. Dang! You got nominated. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Hey, but at least you got nominated. <laughs> at least they recognize you as a B1. You got nominated for it, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's honored to be nominated, right? Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Um, again, too. For you, like with Madonna, how was that? Like you did that what for? Uh, it was about a, a year and a half, so it's it's always good for me to experience something different. You know, most of the time, like I'm traveling, like teaching and you know competing, all this b-boy stuff. But a lot of the work that I do is also in a different uh, environment. You know, like uh, I do a lot of festivals, like Burning Man festival, symbiosis. You know, there's different type of music, different conscious community. You know, so I always try like to find myself doing you know different type of tribe stuff you know? yeah so i forgot that you're doing all the festivals yeah. and stuff like I, a few of my friends from the bay told me they're like yo we saw again at this festival like health and harmony i was like what yeah <laughs> and it's you know but it, it like i mean you do like you, you love different types of music you mm-hmm. dance with different stuff you perform the different types of music as well like not many of us really kind of you know go into that realm um but you seem to you know break that barrier and go in there and try different uh styles different ways of dance com- performances and all that you know yeah so it's cool to see yeah, totally. Definitely. So wait, I want to know how did you get to work with Madonna? Uh, well, it was in 2009. I was in um, this club in New York, it's a house club called Shelter. So I was dancing there, you know, like I'm a house head. So mm-hmm. I was just like having fun, and then this dude came up to me and said, "Hey, I work with Madonna, and she's crazy about you because she saw your video, and you know her son loves what? your stuff, so <laughs> she wants to meet you tomorrow." What? I say, "Oh, okay, okay, good." Ah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I went straight to her house the next day, and then, yeah, we... Her did, house? You went yeah. straight Hail. to her house? <laughs> yeah, 57th wow. Street, so... Holy shit. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. <laughs> so, wait, Big time, man. I don't know if you're allowed to talk about this, but, like, when she opened the door, like, I just picture her, like, in some fucking, mm-hmm. like, silk robe. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she was, she was working out in the day that I got there, so... Yeah, she offered me, like, acai, you know? Obviously, oh, she was like, oh, you're Brazilian, you're probably, like, acai, yeah. you know? So it was 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 cool because. Were you like nah? I'm like tired of gossip. <laughs> I'm like ah, I'm good at. I'm, I'm good, good. Thank you. <laughs> Give some vodka. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh hell no, I don't drink. Um, it's like it's like if you were to go to somebody's house, rocks, right? And they're yeah, and they're like, what tamales? Quieres tamales? Burritos, right? <laughs> Chimichanga. <laughs> Man, that wow, yeah. that's awesome. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. 
yeah and so from that time um i started like you know hanging out with her i got to to see her uh outside of the the perspective of like oh this is a celebrity you know it's like so i got to know her and then she was like oh i want you to work with me you know like i respect you as a great artist that you are and then i was like yeah likewise so let's let's build up let's do something together so yeah i started working with her a couple of times did a couple of shows and i did the mdna tour on 2012 damn that's wow. dope uh respect to madonna for you know giving b-boys jobs because i remember uh in the late 90s one of my homeboys dean he was from the bay area mm-hmm. he and easy rock did a um MTV Music Awards uh, uh, routine with her on stage, oh, and I was tripping the fuck out because <laughs> I was like the height of like Easy Rock coming back into the scene. Yeah, yeah. So man. Yeah, and then uh, I think in the mid two thousands was uh, Cloud. Yeah, that's Cloud right. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Damn, wow, that's dope. Yeah, I mean it was it was a great experience, you know. Especially like that time I was really like competing a lot. So like, oh, let me take a break from the competition just to like uh, some performances, you know. Because yeah. first of all, I'm performing, you know. Yeah. So I was like, oh, cool. It's nice to be on tour and eating good and being in shape and, you know, getting to travel like the world, just like performing with her, you know. And so it was, it was a great experience I had. Um, I bet. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing, yeah. man. That's <laughs> amazing. Well, kudos I can't to tell you. you the details. That's what we want. So you guys obviously travel a lot, right? With each other. So you guys pretty pretty like yeah, know they, each other pretty well. Yeah, we all travel together a lot actually. Like Nagin, Meno, myself usually get put together to travel for uh, some of the tours that we do. Yeah. So out of everybody, who's the worst guy to travel with? <laughs> uh, I don't the, know. Who's the one that's always like late? <laughs> who who doesn't wake up on time? Who do you always wait around for? Lilo is definitely Lilo. Lilo's the worst. Yeah, is that the guy from Lilo. France? Yeah. The one that fucking jumps over people and shit. God. <laughs> I wouldn't have doubted it, man. <laughs> is it because he's French? <laughs> I don't know. You guys won't say it because he's a friend. I'll say it. I'll say it. <laughs> so he's the worst. You're not saying it, but I can tell it by your face. <laughs> so, um,. Like okay, well, everyone is different. It's yeah. it's amazing to talk about every every single one from so Red Bull Bistona. Yeah, so care. Yeah. Like Little G, for instance. Like that fool sleeps like for forty hours straight. You know, Dude. like nobody wakes Lilo? him up. Yeah. A Little G, no. Little G from Venezuela. Oh, yeah. Does he have good skin? <laughs> Man, he has. <laughs> he got great power. You know, so. yeah, girl, power moves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. That's why he needs to sleep. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like, yeah he be falling asleep like mid jam yeah. next to a fucking speaker blasting yeah. in his ear. Doesn't care. In a backpack, just like yeah. right. Who's seen up. that shit? I seen that shit. He's got four alarms on his iPhone. Like, oh, <laughs> so it's time to nap, guys. Sorry, we'll be back. <laughs> yeah, he like falls asleep instantly. Yeah, yeah. Hong like, Tan doesn't say one word. Yeah, he's like always quiet. You know? Really? Yeah, really? he's very shy. Shy, 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 yeah. shy guy. Uh, Menno lived with, with Hong Tan for like a month. What was it? <laughs> yeah, in Italy. How was that? Yeah. No, it was nice. <laughs> it was nice because he, he didn't say a word. He yeah. didn't say nothing. <laughs> he was like, I didn't even know I traveled with him. <laughs> Until he farted. <laughs> oh, man. Um, uh, uh, Nagin, you, uh, mm-hmm. you travel with Super Crew too, right? Mm-hmm. Who's the worst out of them to travel with? Oof, do not. Do not? I was going to say. <laughs> I was yeah. gonna guess it was Dunok. His, his, Dunok is my favorite. You know, yeah, I love, I love yeah, that shout guy. Shout out to Dunok, uh, man. 
but he's just like you know he's all over the place sometimes you know like, i gotta i gotta show you a got trick that i used to mm-hmm. i used to uh trick do knock all the time we're, we're talking to a former java walkie over here uh, yeah. too <laughs> so yeah yeah i'm a, I'm a has-been <laughs> i was in the java walkies yeah. <laughs> a long time ago um but yeah um shit for you man like i know you know we're talking about his experience with madonna you know i think a lot of b-boys especially nowadays we have like um a lot of kids coming up and we tend to just concentrate on on the uh, competitions or the jams (coughs) or the events that we go to a lot of the inspiration comes from uh that environment but you know like nagini performs you perform too but you do theater and i think that's something that a lot of people don't realize that kind of helps a you know, open up the mind. Can you talk about like what it's like doing theater and your experience with theater, basically? Yeah, it's it's really nice to work in in theater. It kind of uh, opens up your perspective in a different way of movement. Like you you learn that like very simple movement uh, can have uh, a lot of a lot more meaning with just a different light setting and different background music. Uh, so it's almost like my my theater piece was a solo show and it was 55 minutes up oh. to an hour Whoa. with no with no special effects in the background just me on the stage oh, nice. almost an hour and it was i felt almost naked that was like because i i I, ga- I really gave my all in the show and it's kind of also the concept uh to work from a very tired body it's kind of abstract it's c- i feel i felt w- really weird in the beginning doing it mm-hmm. Um, but now if I'm a little bit weird, I feel normal because I, I went so far in, in like being, being like stepping out of what I usually do. Yeah. Stepping out of your yeah. comfort zone. And, and using your dance in the other way and then <coughs> be stuck for this for a couple months and then come back to just straight breaking is like... Mm-hmm. You really appreciate breaking, like again, like it, it's it's good to do it's something good different. Mm-hmm. So you you, yeah. you you love your old stuff mm-hmm. even more, mm-hmm. and and yeah, it definitely helps to create. I feel if you if you would throw down, it would be like a tag, mm-hmm. but make like a one-hour piece that's like making like a, a huge painting, you know? Yeah. Like a mural almost. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Shit, yeah definitely stepping out of your comfort zone will help you. Yeah, yeah. And that's, and a, that's a very good one. And uh, how? How did you come come across getting into theater? Like, how did you uh, end up getting into this? You know, because I mean, a lot of us are just like, "Fuck that! I'm gonna go to the next battle and do this and that." Like, you know, obviously you came up in that type of scene, <coughs> but what made you get in, or like, how did you get into theater? Well, first was uh, Lloyd Marengo. He's an old school b-boy and popper from Holland, <coughs> and uh, he focused more on on creating theater pieces. Uh, he was working with me and, and with Trabani, Gassama and Cisco. We made a show with a Brazilian percussionist. I saw that one. Yeah, called yeah, Father Father. So that was my first taste in theater, but it was it was kind of breaking, but it was <coughs> it was not at the same time. It was, but we we kept it very close to ourselves. So we the the form of of break stayed like the same. Mm. Uh, and then I was working with this other choreographer. And he was like, I don't want to see breaking like at all. Oh. Like the moment I do this, it's like, don't do it. Uh-huh. Like everything needs to like, he wants to brush the whole thing off yeah, yeah, to make it just a different movement all the time. 
and that was really like an eye opener for me to to create differently yeah to adjust and yeah. Like, yeah yeah i see i see that way too especially when i perform i feel that way to that a lot of stuff that comes out i take it like to a spiritual level like i'm performing on a theater or you know whatever the festival is but i like you know what people know me as b-boy again and I know myself right now. I'm God. So what? What? What's the spirituality that I reach to touch somebody? Like do people see like what I'm doing, you know? Mm -hmm. And comes natural like the b-boy moves, and then at the same time I was like, wow, my hand gesture changed. Like my, you know, like my flow and everything else mm -hmm. changed. So I think like when you perform like in a the theater, in a different environment like that, you discover more about yourself, you know? Because sometimes breaking, you're training, you're focusing the competition, or you're doing something. When you really perform and you understand like how powerful is that to perform to somebody else to understand like in a different dimension, mm -hmm. you just go there, you know. So yeah. then you understand like wow, it's powerful what I do. It's the most beautiful self-expression that is just dancing, you know. Yeah. And then you find yourself that there's no label, there's your life experience, you know, mm -hmm. as a b-boy, as a martial artist, or you know anything that you do in that moment that comes out, so people can relate to it. It's deep. Yeah, well, I mean, you perform shit. You yeah, were dude, doing shows. I don't, I don't do many shows, so <laughs> I can't I mean, even talk about that. You could train to, you know, do certain moves and and whatever, but when it comes down to performing, it's a whole different, uh, it's a whole different ball game because you you to put to have to put down your best performance for let's say 60,000 people, it's like fucking, you don't know. Sometimes like you're just like in the moment, you don't even picture that. You don't even I see freeze. Yeah. Well, I did I did the show. I went all the way to the south of Holland to do the show and that's that's pretty far for us. So I had to stay a night there and I had to miss like a dope event because I was booked for that show. Uh, and there was like two people in the room. Two people. And I, I, had, and fuck, I right? had to give my <laughs> fucking all. Yeah. Because Yo. like if I don't, it's like a type of show. If I don't balance my energy right, like yeah. I don't make it. I, there was some show I was throwing up like straight wow. after it. Yeah. It's like, it's really intense. And then for two people, I was like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, especially with like the. I think the lesser the people it is, the more no. The more people, the more. Because if it was energy. just you and me, and I was performing for you, yeah, <laughs> it's and it's like fuck, fuck, that's so <laughs> awkward. That's like two people you can make Sweat. eye contact with the whole yeah. time. This is like, like that's no. nerve wracking, man. It's my eyes and your. Is that eyes the number you threw up? <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah, shit. Is it because of the nerves? It just no. It was. It was just. It's so heavy for the body that that yeah. at some point, like, it's just like the 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 moment the how to say like the the limit of your of your stamina like you keep going over oh. it and yeah, over yeah. it and <laughs> over it no. and and at some point like it starts hitting you in the stomach there was actually one show i had to take a fucking shit oh, that's <laughs> the worst oh, like, that is the worst like, it was the worst thing man it was yeah. like like getting getting a, a bit nervous before uh -huh. the thing like oh, i hope i'll make it is that heavy the nervous so I'm like shit. fuck yeah. i hope and i'm like okay 10 minutes before show one more time yeah. and then the show starts <laughs> and I'm laying I'm laying down on the floor and then you hear like oh, oh hell no like, dude. The, like a lot of pieces in the show is like quiet there's like no sounds oh like, shit hell no dude. <laughs> you can, they can hear your stomach or if you farted they'd hear it right? they, they, yeah, yeah they would hear it and and I just felt that like I had to like it was yeah. it was a real fight and actually my 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 choreographer 
he, he said that was one of his favorite shows because that was really like he could see I was like <laughs> dealing <pain>. with struggling. <laughs> you were dealing with something. There was emotion you know? in it. it was, yeah, <laughs> it's it like, was. Oh. <laughs> there was an emotional uh, performance. There was some passion in that shit. Oh, it was probably fuck. just him Passionate. standing there and he's just like, ay, ay. <laughs> Damn, man, I feel for you, man. I, you got through it though, man. <laughs> Props for that, dude. Yeah. Because that's hardcore. I've had a lot of stomach problems, and that's not. Uh. Yeah, Shit. If you want to see a, a taste of it on on YouTube, check up Menno and then Rise Up. Menno Rise Up. Menno Rise Up. Rise Up. You watch, watch it right now. <laughs> YouTube it. Menno Rise Up. Menno you can find up. a teaser or something. Yeah. Menno holding the shit in for fifty-five minutes. <laughs> oh, fuck. Rise <laughs> Up. <laughs> so you 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 talked about. Um, you know, pushing your body to the limit. Has there ever been a battle or a performance that, aside from that one, that you just had to push and push and push? And I, I think I've seen you, Rox, right? Uh, when you uh, battled Focus uh, that one time. Uh, what, an uh, outbreak? Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, I've, I've seen you take off your shirt. And I saw your abs. <laughs> I just got hyped. <laughs> so I just took and my shirt off. No, but you could tell you were like pushing yourself. Yeah, yeah. This is fucking um, hard. But has there any been like battles that you were actually like, holy shit, dude, I'm fucking, I'm about to puke. I think UK Champs 2008 or nine. I don't remember what year was in the final against Morris. Mm. And my stamina was off bad, yeah. like, badly at the third round. I was like, holy fuck. By, I don't by know the third how, round? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, I, don't know how, I don't know how I'm going to make it. It was five rounds. Dude. Oh, fuck. So what about you, um, I feel like that all the time. Because <laughs> <laughs> the, the way I really like, especially when I'm competing, I uh, try to always like, uh, you know, my style is very dynamic. So you're going to mm. see like very explosive, flipping here, <coughs> down here, slide this way, stop here. Mm -hmm. So it takes a lot of energy, you know, and yeah. then... People want, sometimes people expect, oh, how about that move that you do? How about that one? Yeah. So I'm like, you know, I'm trying to find myself like, okay, how can I balance all the energy that I have, you know, because a lot of the moves that I do, people don't realize how hard it is to do, yeah. you know, yeah. like talking about dynamics, to be on the floor here and then you flip there and then you move here and then yeah. you, to be a it's complete B-boy. Yeah, so yeah. a lot of battles, like when I throw those moves, I'm like, <gasps> So you know, I'm feeling my heart like coming out of my mouth, <laughs> straight <laughs> up. <laughs> Shit, yeah, that would be hard. Um, so, how how do you train for like? Do you guys train um, aside from you know you have mm -hmm. your sessions and you practice? Do you do any kind of like high intensity uh, training uh, and stuff like that to get your stamina up? Mm -hmm. uh, and what do you do? I personally, I don't. In a sense of like, okay, I I understand the techniques from my body and what I can make easier for myself, understanding of my body, but. When it comes to stamina, I just like to dance, you know. So if yeah. I go out, I dance all night long. And, you know, if I'm in the grass somewhere flipping around, I'm like, I feel like that. I don't put pressure like I have to run five miles a day mm -hmm. and keep pushing up and stuff like that, you know. Because to me, I don't have that state of mind, you know. Like for me, it's more like a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And the way I try to do incorporate the spirituality of it. So I don't want to take like, hey, it's important for me to train like this, like mm -hmm. that, you know? And also the way we travel too, because if yeah. you're just like in your environment, like, oh, I'm home, I'm, I'm battling local, you know? Mm -hmm. Just the fact that we travel like 20 hours, 25 hours, 40 hours yeah. in the radiation, yeah, like I was talking to Rocks right today that we have and, you know, different food and different environment and stuff like that. So what I would say that I really think I take care about my nutrition. You know, I try to hydrate myself very good with water and stuff like that. So. Yeah, that was my, my other question. Mm -hmm. is, uh, do, yo, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, uh, like, do, do you guys obviously train. I have I'm to be a, on I top of shape. Yeah. 
Yeah, so how do you work on your stamina? To, to, to me, it, it, it's... Um, like he says, it's, it's, it's a lifestyle. So for me, it's impossible to live like a full year like a crazy athlete. Mm. Uh, it it kind of takes away also something from the creative process in, in, my, in my training. So I always give myself like three months a year to just like chill and like really enjoy breaking. Mm. And then if I know like, okay, like in, this, in a couple months there's competitions coming, I'll be doing like adding skip ropes in my practice. Okay. And I'll just, when I do around that practice, it's around like I do in the battle. Mm-hmm. So just do like <coughs> four rounds all the time, man. Oh, okay. I have a, a, a partner, Shane. He's mm-hmm. from my crew, he lives close. Uh-huh. So we practice together, so we spar a lot. I call him out all the time. He oh, calls okay. me out. And the first one that gives up loses. <laughs> so it's like yeah, yeah, yeah like like until the de- very S- end. Sumo uh, and and I used to like, like, sumo sk- for like um, when you need to scrap like deep. So you, yeah. you you're not just practicing your memory, uh, your stamina, but also your memory because you need to mm-hmm. like especially under under that pressure of like being yeah. fatigued, yeah. Uh, gassed, and like you yeah. have to be able to pull those moves when you're fucking and tired to remember fuck. them. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, doing that all the time, <clears throat> and under those circumstances. It becomes muscle yeah. memory to the fact that like you don't even have to think about it, yeah. and it just comes out. Yeah. Um, can I rewind really quick, then yeah. again? Because mm-hmm. you were talking about, uh, you know, we don't try to force yourself to train, mm-hmm. but it's part of your lifestyle. And part of your lifestyle is because when I watch you dance, mm-hmm. and it obviously looks like you train. You I mean you do capoeira? Absolutely. You know? Yeah. So that's that in itself <laughs> is like you know like it, yeah. That's capoeira. It's it's my education. You know, mm-hmm. I start five years old so capoeira is one art form that has a lot of different art forms at the same time so when i mean like lifestyle in my education means that oh today i'm practicing in a physical perspective of things today i'm singing today i'm understanding how to you know just be like you know energy with the energy you know Mm -hmm. like in the right place and stuff like that so i think that the concept coming from martial arts it's already natural for me and I keep my body shape, you know, just with that. So a lot of a lot of the people like that don't have the martial art perspective, they have to find their ways. Like, oh, I'm gonna do swimming for you know, amount of time, you know. So I think like it, that became a part of me for so long that I just go with the flow, you know. But definitely, Capoeiras is the structure of my, you know, my art form that I do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He. he um didn't you win a big title in Capoeira when you were like a kid still? Yeah, yeah. When I started breaking, actually, I was 12, 13 years old. I was uh, the world champion in, in Capoeira what? at that time. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Little teenage, known fact. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so he's a world champ for Capoeira. So, <laughs> so when, you, when you got into breaking, mm-hmm. <clears throat> did breaking seem like it was just like an easy transition because you already had that background in martial arts, especially yeah. Capoeira? Yeah. Because you know what I, I I remember like when I started I was like whoa I have no teacher and you know there was no YouTube in that time so I was like well I have to take all the knowledge from Capoeira and bring something new to the table of hip hop mm-hmm. culture so of course I have all the discipline from Capoeira and the philosophy I was like well hip hop is the same approach has the same struggle has the same history mm-hmm. so you know I I feel like I'm gonna represent both you know and that's what exactly what happened you know nowadays people if I go to a, a b boy jam people are like oh he plays Capoeira he's the Capoeirista and I go to the Capoeira jam people are like oh he's a b boy mm-hmm. you know he's okay. a hip hop kid yeah, yeah, yeah. head you know so I'm like see I have both cultures on me and you know. And I can do it at the same time and vice versa, you know. So I'm, I'm giving a lot of the influence from breaking to the capoeiristas. 
and a lot of from the capoeira into the breaking. So I you know, yeah. I I really like to engage both coaches that I bring yeah. in. That's dumb. It's yeah. Just you bring in the background of yeah. if everything in it, and it, it all blends together. What was that movie? Oh, only the strong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that that's the first time I fucking heard about yeah, yeah. capoeira. That was. How was, do you feel about that movie? Yeah. It, it was it was good though because yeah. that opened up like a different perspective of people seeing capoeira because you know capoeira was created by. Uh, f- like freedom you know so yeah. the slaves they're like well we don't have weapons we have to hide like we're just playing you yeah. know just like being sneaky about it like no we're dancing we're not fighting yeah. but the consciousness like well whenever the slave master come close I'm gonna knock him out yeah. and then run away to the quilombos you know mm-hmm. so it w- fr- from that concept it became something that was like wow it's the only thing that is actually genuine from Brazil mm-hmm. you know because it was born somewhere in Africa and then in Brazil it took strongs like oh we have to fight for freedom yeah. so with no weapons so we look at nature how nature behaves how nature treat you know something like an animal or whatever so capoeira come from that concept so a lot of people like ah but capoeira is not really a dancing it's a deadly martial art you know because mm-hmm. if i have to fight you know in street for to save my life mm-hmm. i know how to take somebody down and i know how to you know protect myself yeah but a lot of people before that move they didn't know they're just like oh capoeira is just a dance you know they're just sleeping around yeah. you know so that movie shows up that it's not about that, you know. Yeah. On both sides, if you see the main actor, he went to Bahia to learn capoeira and then he brought back to U.S. And the other guy who was some gang member, he also had capoeira background oh. and they had to fight. And so yeah. that changed the perspective of people like, oh, this is actually a serious martial arts. Yeah. So if you take Anderson Silva, for for instance, like, well, why Anderson Silva is so good? Like with his jinga when he's, you know, he's fighting. Mm-hmm. He's capoeira. Anderson Silva did capoeira. Vanderlei Silva, all those guys, you know. Yeah. And even it's the like Brazilian jiu-jitsu has a lot of influence from the takedown from capoeira. Yeah, you know, yeah, if you yeah. see Cobrinha, the, you know, the jiu-jitsu, my friend. Cobrinha, he's also capoeira contra mestre, oh. you know, so it's all connected to all the martial arts. So I think from that move gave more <laughs> yeah. the perspective of like the martial art that it is, yeah. you know, at the same time it's holistic yeah. because anybody can do old guy, woman, dude, kid, yeah. you know, you just want to learn how to sing. You want to keep your body in shape. You want to be focused in the martial art perspective of this. You can teach. You have to understand how to make the instrument. Yeah. You have to go to the jungle. I'm like, okay, I'm going to make a beating ball. Uh-huh. You don't buy a beating ball in a studio somewhere. You have to go to the jungle, understand about eco- ecological perspective. Oh, that's the wood. That's how I'm going to do it. I'm going to take the ladder. I'm going to put this. So you have to understand the whole spectrum of how you make the art form like that. So wow. Yeah, you have to learn how to play the, the, <laughs> yeah. you play the instrument, yep. you, do the, you do the fighting, so you take turns, yep. right? Exactly. That's crazy. That's crazy. It's like a b-boy DJing and learning the exactly. whole shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <There's> <laughs> making the beat. <laughs> 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 that's crazy. Studios crazy. out here in San yeah. Diego. Actually, there are a lot of Brazilians, yeah, it's, it's, period. It's, it's strong because it's, it's been, like, I mean, over 120 countries, I think, you know, 50 countries. And it's, it's the... Uh, patrimonio of the humanity. So basically, like Capoeira, it's for everyone, you know, for the mm-hmm. humanity. You know, it's like yeah. it's not kung fu, it's not the Olympics. You know, it's Capoeira. Yeah. So it's it's amazing art form that everybody should try at some point. It's funny that you bring up Capoeira, because uh, why is that funny? Because <laughs> um, we were actually having a conversation earlier about um, I don't know if you guys remember or if you haven't heard um, like in the late 90s i think or somewhere in the 90s there was uh, uh people accusing uh breaking biting capoeira yeah i remember that? yeah i remember, remember yeah, that? a lot of b-boys were there was like a group yeah. of people trying to call out breaking or b-boys <laughs> in new york saying like you how come you guys aren't um 
talking about how how breaking came from capoeira yeah yeah and uh, i don't i don't know if you guys ever heard of that yeah but, uh, it was very it was a big debate here i'm starting to question it i'm starting to question it i'm starting to question it just because uh the way things are going in uh, in hip hop and uh, you know some of the pioneers i think they're lying <laughs> i i could i i so you I don't you, doubt that maybe <laughs> maybe they didn't go to the Bronx. Maybe some guys in well, Capoeira yeah. didn't go to the Bronx. Maybe they went to Manhattan. If you talk, if you're talking <laughs> about New York City specifically, yeah. there's a, a master called João Grande. Uh-huh. He came to New York City, 14th Street, back in the 70s. There you go. And he was teaching there. <laughs> so a, a, a lot, a lot of the dancers from the generation, uh-huh. you know, the Lofters, you know, like everybody was going there and take like Seku, for instance, like very known from the house community. Uh-huh. He started playing Capoeira João Grande and started bringing to the club. Mm-hmm. So the house heads from that time is like, oh, this flow, like the shamada, is like the stalking in house, mm-hmm. you know, the footwork. And, and if you see Ijo, you do, do a lot of like dolphin dives and macaquinho, you know, it's all come from capoeira. Yeah. So, and That's I crazy. see that with Ken Swift and a lot of b-boys who like, you know, the same uh, queda de rim mm-hmm. is the plank freeze, yeah. you know, so there's a lot of similarity, you know, and so yeah. just, just talking about, just talking about New York, yeah, 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 you yeah. know. So and then of course the, the whole New York City break I mean uh, rock state crew going to Brazil in the nineties and yeah. seeing from their own eyes and Maurizio well, all those yeah. guys. So, it was it was know? before because I asked I mean I've asked a lot of those people. Yeah. Well, Kenny's se- their second, right? But even se- yeah, Kenny's. So the guys before generation. them were what like track. Yeah, like the, the Zulu Kings, Zulu Kings yeah. and all them. Yeah, I mean from like yeah what they've said is like that they a lot of those guys didn't see Capoeira till later. Like Kenny and them have said have never said that they saw it then. Mm. Yeah, or from what I've heard, or like, yeah. What about the first gen? I don't know. No, I don't they know if anybody. <laughs> no, people have questioned them, or like Brooklyn. Tra- or I think somewhere. track track questioned some of them, and they were, they didn't like. Uh, I didn't see that. No, nah, they did not. Nah, they were just more like. Nah, he was like. Uh, Capo what? Capo where? What? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, feel like it's a possibility. You never know. I'm but sure it's a, just shared. Mm-hmm. I think breaking obviously is like a, a mix of everything, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe yeah. they did see Capo where. They say it comes from martial artist James Brown. Like, it's like a melting pot of all these different kung fu, gymnastics, like all these yeah. things like melting into a dance and, and making it what breaking became, right? That's pretty yeah. much what hip hop is, right? Yeah, you're sampling but, beats, yeah, you're sampling beats, yeah, so, you know, samples, I mean, funk, soul. Exactly. A lot of those guys grew up on James Brown, watching Shaolin movies. Yeah. Um, you know, some of them were in gymnastics, you know, I mean, whatever the environment was, right? That's kind of like. Well, breaking became it was like a melting pot. All the rockers that were rocking at the time, the gangs that influenced, just yeah. want to dance that way, you know. So, well, and and also it's, it's always yeah. good to remember that the similarity is always going to be there because capoeira <coughs> it's it's an art form that has rhythm, you know. Yeah. And if you see, oh, what's the BPM in capoeira? It's like oh, it's like a house, and there's a slow one. That sounds like hip hop, yeah, you know. So the way the capoeiristas move is pretty like, oh, it's like they're breaking. Yeah. Except like they don't keep their, their fingers like this in the footwork position as B-boy. They put their flat hand on the floor, uh, you know, because somebody can step in their hand. Uh, That's the only difference. <coughs> but the, the BPM and the, how the, the capoeiristas move according to the rhythm is the same way that the dancers move according to the, the music, you know, from the, the DJ, for instance, yeah. you know. So the BPM has a lot to do with how the moves they're connected to, you know. Yeah. Nice, nice. Damn. Very insane. Damn, man. Yeah. Like, I'm getting schooled right now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for Menno, um, f- obviously, when did you start and, like, when you came into breaking? Yeah. You come from a, I think now, I feel like Holland has been, has played a big role on on, on, on the scene. 
in terms of like <laughs> events um also like the influence that b-boys from your country have had in the last decade um i mean you know can maybe give a little rundown on like what it was like coming up in holland when you started and how you see it evolving uh <coughs> yeah in, in in holland um we have uh b- before us we had uh i think um let's see fifth generation or something in holland who mm. so we have uh b-boy paulo i don't know if you heard of I him oh i know oh i know b-boys Oh, oh, okay. The freeze, the air twist, freeze, twist, freeze. He oh, was okay. one of the first to do that. So we have Paulo and Carlos. Uh, those are two really dope old school b-boys from the Netherlands. Um, and then we have Rabani. He was also always killing it, but he was a little bit more under the radar. Uh, and then Holland actually was always very below level-wise uh, compared to Belgium, Germany, France. Mm. Um Till two thousand five, mm-hmm. uh, me and Cisco, we we start winning a lot first in Holland and then Belgium, Germany, France. We start taking a train to other events, and we start winning, uh, start getting our name out there. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then two thousand five, me and Cisco beat uh, <coughs> Oman and Step Two in a final in France. And I felt in that time nobody really knew us, but in France they had a lot of events and they were like. They just want to have a lot of different flags on their flyer, mm. like mm. a team from Spain, a team yeah. from blah blah oh, blah, okay. a team from Holland. Give the guys from Holland, give them a shot, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so I felt like we were invited that way, uh-huh. and um, and we won, and nobody really expected us to win because nobody e- even really knew us. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's when kind of we I felt we put Holland back on the map. Uh, nice. Yeah. That's dope. How do you see it now? I mean, now that it has, like, evolved, you guys have, like, breaking leagues for kids or some shit like that, right? Like, little leagues for kids. But then they got, uh, then, I mean, they got you there. They got Hustle Kids, Ruggeds, all these different crews that are, you know, doing different things or doing different things with being professionals in dance, you Mm -hmm. know. And uh, how do you feel about that? I mean, you're the, you know, you're the second two-time BC1 champ and you're two-time UK champs champ, two-times unbreakable champ. I mean, you have taken over a lot of the competitions that were, are considered some of the biggest competitions worldwide. Do you think that that has an influence on the generation that comes? And what kind of impact is that having on your scene, you think? Whoa, I don't know. Uh, I, I think we, uh, the fact that we are w- with Hustle Kids and Rugged Solutions, we are really like rivals yeah. because the Holland, Holland is a small country uh, and it was basically always just us and like really like, fucking hated each other we don't want to lose first <laughs> <laughs> rather lose to anyone but to Ruggets you know and it's yeah. always been like this so I think I think this is something that really pushed both of us really far um, and yeah definitely we, we, we kicked in the door for, for a lot of Holland B-Boys um, and to, to see to see for B-Boys that it's possible because when I was younger I was never like like a super talented guy or like oh then he's gonna make it for sure you know <laughs> i was not that guy you know yeah it, it went slowly with me yeah so uh how long have you guys been dancing for i danced since 2000 2001 okay me too so 2000 so it's like uh, 18 17 18 17 years and you are tw- you said you were 28 
and 30? 30. Dang. Mm-hmm. All right. Omar's like, uh, Rock Strike. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Rock Strike. Rock Strike. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Rock Strike's yeah. like, like a grandpa now. <laughs> Basically, yeah. I feel like one shit. He's a, sh- he's a uh, what do you call it? Not chauffeur. Uh. <laughs> what is it called? Tourist guide. <laughs> I'm a tourist guide and I retired from breaking. Yeah. No more battles. I'm an Uber driver driving these guys around and shit. <laughs> Been With a the BMW, <laughs> yeah, and a beam. Damn, a BMW. Uber <laughs> driver. BMW. BMW. Living in San Diego with the BMW. <laughs> By the way, shout out to uh, <laughs> Rosh Ride's brother Luis right now. He's watching. Is he? Yeah, he wanted to be here. He's actually <laughs> asking why. He's like, I'm like, hey, where you at? He's like, well, uh, Rocks told me to stay home as usual. <laughs> Damn, you know that fucked up, little bro. <laughs> I was, I was kind of hoping he would be here because uh, I have a funny story. <laughs> uh, about him um i ran into him at disneyland oh yeah oh. <laughs> and um uh, well, it was at california adventure and you could drink there mm-hmm. right he and, was roasted uh, and uh we we uh i was with my girlfriend and he was uh with a girl and uh <laughs> they my my they're both filipinos so they look young as uh-huh. fuck right and so <laughs> him, me and his brother get drinks, right? And then we go back to the line and we are sharing our drinks with them. And it looked like we were sharing drinks with minors. So then the security, Disneyland security pulls us out, out of line. And they're like, um, we need to talk to you guys. And we're like, holy shit. We're about to get kicked out of fucking Disneyland right this now. This guy's a Disneyland shit. fanatic. Yeah, so yeah, we're like annual pass holders. And it was right when we got our <laughs> annual pass. And so we're like, damn, we're about to get our fucking pass revoked. And so we're like, so is, uh, we were like, dude, what do we do? And I was like, I, I think it's because you guys didn't show your IDs to drink. And hmm. so we're like, is it because they didn't show their IDs? And they're like, yeah, we just need to check your guys' IDs. Oh. And we're like, oh, fuck. So we thought we were about <laughs> to get kicked out because... Uh, yeah, this brother, guy yeah. looking like a baby and because of Filipinos, because of Filipinos and baby face Luis. Looking skin. <laughs> uh, yeah. <coughs> shout out to Felix and uh, Jose. They're both asking questions right now. What are they asking? You want you really want me to tell you what they're asking? <laughs> what the fuck is Felix hey, asking? Felix, hold on, hold on. Felix. Felix. Here's a question. He said, oh, he said, it? how is it? How is it to have safe butt sex? <laughs> you tell me, Felix. You fucking Shit, you fucking weirdo. What's the safest way to have butt sex? Yeah. <laughs> With a condom. I don't know. Have they meet, met Felix? Have you guys met Felix? Yeah, you met Felix. I am man of met Felix. Oh, okay. So He's the one that he, looks like Mr. Bean. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Bean in the flesh. In the flesh. In, in his youth. <laughs> or Coconut or, oil, bro. Or if you're uh, up to Coconut date. Oil. Coconut oil, bro. Or if you're up to date, uh, the Slut Whisperer. Do you guys follow the Slut Whisperer, slut whisperer. on uh, Instagram? Uh, you, should, you should follow him because you'll... The Slut Whisperer. The Slut Whisperer. You, he pours champagne down girls' butts. Oh, oh damn. What the yeah. fuck? You should party with him. That's some freak shit. Yeah. Down? Yeah. As in this down the crack? There you yeah, go. No, no, That's no, how no. you do it. That's how you do it, Felix. You pour the champagne down the butt crack, cleans her butt. To go to clubs, party with people, and pour, pour champagne, champagne down girls' really? titties oh, and Fuck. Ass. That sounds expensive. That sounds very For expensive. The club, Coconut oil is cheaper, That's though. Yeah, so you hear that? So champagne <laughs> bottles, pouring it down girls' ass, and some then you can go to yes, Felix. <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> Disgusting. Um, so um, let's get down to uh, the competitive shit. Competitive shit. Yeah. So yeah. when you guys compete, <clears throat> hey, you want to bring your mic a little bit closer? Yeah. Okay. There, there you go. There, yeah. No. <laughs> when you guys compete, no. <laughs> when you guys compete, um, do you prefer boxers or briefs? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, 
Commando. You wear underwear? Do you not wear underwear? What kind of underwear do you like when you... The tantans or the tidy whities or the ones that are shorts? Commando. The ones that are shorts, like more like fiber, like microfiber. Like fitted, like the compression chonies and shit? He said microfiber. That's like... Yeah, that's the shit. That's like the compression shit. Like Under Armour. Yeah. Make it breathe. Yeah. Yeah, Kelvin Clyde got some too. Yeah. Dude, I don't know if you guys have ever danced yeah. with like like the wrong chonies where your fucking <laughs> dick comes out of the hole, <laughs> or or like it's riding up your ass and it's like it's not very comfortable. I don't know if you guys have that, ever. That's when you're younger and you're not experienced. Well, no, it's happened to me like recently. You don't even what dance like last bro? week. You don't even well, no, I mean, more. like when uh, when I was last breaking. What about in boxers? Have you ever break? Have you guys ever break them boxers? Yes, I you have. That shit is uncomfortable yeah, as like fuck. It's just swinging everywhere. Swinging. <laughs> swinging. Grandf- grandfather clock. Yeah, dude. Clack clack clack. Grandfather. <laughs> well, it's it's striking midnight. <laughs> Guess what? Six to twelve, bro. Six to twelve. See, see, this is what I meant. Like, we go off, we go off topic. We start talking mm-hmm. shit. This yeah, is exactly. Yeah. What I, so no, no. Uh, but in all seriousness, I guess so um, they all like compression underwear. Yeah, that's what's up. Hey, anybody? Like NBA players. What's up? We need some sponsors from you. Uh, compression underwear yeah. makers. Yeah. What the fuck? What's Dude, up? I Under rock Armor. Russell. Nike. So this Russell Russell and Starter. I go to Walmart. Starter? Hell yeah. No. Oh, I wear Nike, dude. Shit. Fuck yeah, dude. I wear go Nike, bro. I wear Gucci. No. <laughs> dude, I am not going to work out in some nice $30, $40 Nike fucking chonies. No, you just wait until it goes on a... Uh, on the, the clearance uh, rack, dude. Yeah. Okay, at 20, the outlet. $20? No. <laughs> the, the secondhand ones. At the, at, the, at the thrift store, dude. Walmart got Starter for 12 bucks, dude. Yo, that shit don't hold. You heard? Yeah. And that shit's been lasting me for a while now. How long? Like two years. <coughs> Damn. Yeah, all right, yeah. 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 Them shit so anyways, all worn anyways, out. Since you guys are uh, competitive b boys, um, how do you feel about the whole um, breaking should not be a competitive dance? It's about an art, and um, it doesn't belong on the big stage. And the companies that are getting involved <laughs> shouldn't get involved and mess with the whole. Uh, the art form of breaking and just I'm breaking your hold fucking on. Is, garage. Yeah. Yeah. Is this a question yeah. from uh, one of our? Uh... No, this is my question. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> but I'm I'm quoting what I've read from like yeah. pioneers. Well, they fucking clo- the, the close your eyes and I'll watch, right? Well, I don't know. What, what do you guys? Yeah. So how do you feel? <laughs> like, um... well, I think if you if you if you want to keep it real like that, you 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 can always. That's your own choice. Choices. Um. I don't know. I, for me personally, I try to put something dope inside of that com- competition thing uh, to add something that makes it dope. That's uh, how I how I feel about it. Uh, but yeah, don't bitch about it too much, man. It's right. just people supporting us. Yeah, it's a good thing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. For instance, like um, from my own experience, like you know, I come from a city uh, in Brazil called Cascavel, Paraná, Brazil, which is very, very far. It's in the south of Brazil, almost in Argentina. So I was like, wow, my God, I want to go to America. I don't have that money to afford to go there and, and see rocks, right? And, you know, like one, uh, one day I want to meet up with Ken Swift, K-Mail, whatever. Mm-hmm. How can I make it happen, you know? Like, uh, yeah, I can keep it real in, in my city, in my neighborhood. That's good, but I'm I'm worldwide, so yeah. I want to go to Korea and, and Battleborn, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, how can I go there? So I understand since the beginning that I started, like, you know, 
in this art form. I was like, wow, there's a lot of events that's happening. And, and uh, most of those events, there's a sponsor. So let's say Red Bull BC1. I was like, oh, BC1 is a, you know, amazing thing. And mm-hmm. I see Ronnie, I see Omar in the first one. I was like, wow, maybe I want to go there. You know, one day I have the level to be in the competition and that's going to lead me to accomplish my goals, you know. Mm-hmm. So I did BC1. So the whole idea was like, okay, from there I have exposure. And after the exposure, I got to go wherever I want to go, you know. So like, wow, now I can go to America, now I can go to Korea. And from that perspective of like people seeing what I can do, you know, I could find myself my career, mm-hmm. you know. So I decided to keep that way. So we're always going to have something positive, you know, mm-hmm. regardless if it's a corporation or it's a big stage. You know, you have to take advantage of you know what is in, in front of you you know yeah. and, and work for the best use it exactly it's, it's like technology yeah. like a cell phone you know you have yeah. smartphones you have iphone so you can use uber you can use gps and all of that so you just have to you use just it. keep it real and walk exactly exactly yeah <laughs> well yeah because i mean i we're obviously friends with uh, rocks right and i support mm-hmm. the whole i mean if red bull supporting my friends then why the fuck now why am i not gonna be supportive of them mm-hmm. you know and it's been what a fucking decade now that i've yeah, been working with been them for 11 years now shit over a yeah. decade you yeah, know what i'm saying me, yeah. and they're still investing uh in you guys yeah, not just absolutely. money but their time their yeah well, i mean most of people in the community they don't really know like what red bull has been doing in a sense of like oh yeah it's it's a big event and this and this and that but they bring us to Saudi Arabia, you know, well, Senegal, India, yeah. you know, place like where people, they don't have access to much information, you know. Yeah. So why Rocks Right, Negin, Manos is, is teaching Sri Lanka, for instance, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like expanding the culture and, and, you know, making a larger scale that is universal, you know. Yeah. So if it wasn't for that company that actually brings us there, you know, make us do something big like that. So who else is doing it? So you know right yes providing an outlet for <clears throat> you know some of us that were able to get in like this position to go out and teach in places where a lot of people would normally not go you true know, a lot yeah. of people i mean you go there on vacation maybe if you can yeah. afford that so yeah. true like that's the only event they have during the whole year so yes yeah. so, yeah. bc1 would be something like some countries that is the only event they have so that's their only source of like hip-hop or a b-boy battle or anything related to like what we do you know mm-hmm. <clears throat> so with that is like that's what people look forward to sometimes and that's all they got and for a company like that to to just do that alone it's like you know it's like damn all right cool like it's dope to see that they're able to provide something like that for a scene mm-hmm. that doesn't have that um you know i mean of course everything could always be better in different ways but mm-hmm. you know it, it's just you make it's what you make of it right it's kind of like this this opportunities here uh you know got involved with a company that that really supports breaking and really treats us as b-boys you know they don't they treat us as who we are as artists they respect us in the sense that they're taking us serious enough to ask us to consult them about our opinions and understanding the knowledge of breaking whereas like when you go do music videos i don't give a fuck the choreographer is teaching you everything you got to do telling you where you got to be true you know what i'm saying so it's like I don't know. I, I, for me, uh, the experience that I've had has been like a very good one. Uh, I mean, of course, you have some bad ones here and there, but it's all part of the process. Um, you know, keeping it real. I mean, it, it's all in perspective. Every person, uh, I think each person, like keeping it real with yourself, I think that's what's more important. You know, like if you're going to be real with yourself and you're going to wake up tomorrow and feel good about the moves you've made the last couple of years that got you to this point and you're still feeling like good about what you did, 
then who the fuck is gonna tell you they didn't keep it real? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think in terms of hip hop, though, I think a lot of people always want to tell people that they're wrong. Everybody wants to be right in hip hop. We all want to preach what's right and yeah. it's our way or no way. You know, and mm. it's like yeah. sometimes I think it's important to take a step back and look at look at yourself from the outside. Sometimes, yeah, or or just like what we were talking about earlier with Menno and even Nagin, like just being open to a lot of other things. Yeah. To, once you open your mind that way you're able to access like so many things and so many inform so much information yeah uh and so much experiences i mean going from doing capoeira to to uh to uh, uh what's your name madonna and fucking doing sh shit on stage you know what i'm saying like once yeah. you're open-minded it could definitely open your fucking your, yeah, I think, yeah your experience i think even shit. just get going out even if you just break and you go abroad and you start seeing and meeting people with different perspectives of where they come from, I think you yeah. you get a different understanding on what it is that you're doing and, and like why you represent it, the way you represent it, uh -huh. and the actual impact that this movement and whole culture has on people. Like, yeah. I think we get a little spoiled here, and we sometimes forget, mm -hmm. like, what it really means to be a hip hop head or a b boy. Mm -hmm. you know? I think I think the most important thing too is understand that this is what you got. That's your gift, you know. For instance, I was a a, a monitor in a McDonald's, you know. I was the guy that worked in McDonald's yeah. that knows how to make burgers and know like, oh, that fat guy over here, he wants this type of burger. <laughs> the little kid here, he wants bacon on it. Uh, you know how to make this milkshake, blah, 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 blah. You know, yeah. the knowledge from McDonald's, like, oh, man, I work in a fast food joint, you know? Yeah. And I have this talent on me. I'm a B-boy. So, wow, I'm, I'm capoeirista. So, am I going to be living forever here in McDonald's, like working for, you know? Or I'm going to actually do something that I enjoy and, 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 and have the same approach because companies, they're always going to be around. Mm -hmm. So if you can highlight your talent and the company supports you to do that, mm -hmm. that's, you know, then you can live yeah. your life with that. You know, that's, that's you being professional with the gifts that you have. You know, nobody's forcing you because at the end of the day, you're always going to be happy. You know, it's yeah. like, oh, look what I'm doing. It's it's fun. It's it's energy. It's, it's something positive rather than you, oh, I'm working in this job and then when i have time i break and then at the end of the day i'm like oh i'm kind of depressed now because i'm not fully doing what i like to do yeah. so you know and yeah. and yeah i think it just comes uh, when you accept what, exactly. what you want to do with yourself right like yeah. I, I worked for i worked a job for a long time so i accepted that that was what i did you know i worked at trader joe's bag groceries mm -hmm. stocked the fucking aisles did the fr the freezer worked the register all that stuff right then i went to pizza delivery I, you know, prepared the pizzas. I learned how to do all that. But I would always just break on the side. You know, I'd get off work. I'd go to practice. Uh, I would wake up, practice, then go to work, and then practice again, you know. So <clears throat> I break just really because that's what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. There was no, like, real, like, oh, I'm going to be the next fucking, yeah. you know, I'm going to go travel the world. It was like, yeah, I wanted to do that, but it wasn't promised, mm -hmm. you know. So it's like, I think it all comes down to what you're willing to do and what you're willing to come to terms with and accept in, in your life to be happy but where is that that point that you reach to where the, there's a point where you just like oh shit i got this like i don't think i'm gonna have to work at this fucking job anymore <laughs> i'm not gonna do mcdonald's mm -hmm. anymore i'm not gonna do trader joe's anymore i don't know if you worked some job you hated before too menno <clears throat> yeah what's the job you hated menno yeah menno menno oh, tell us your yeah, tell yeah, us your work tell work us the experience job you hated before you <laughs> menno's uh work work what was your nine to five your worst job? I, I never had nine to five i, I had <laughs> some, oh. some, some holiday jobs 
holiday jobs. Yeah, like uh, for, you know, for Christmas presents. Wrapping, uh, packaging uh, computer mouses. Oh, okay. And uh, ripping, ripping off the medicine boxes. Uh huh. The 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 side parts. Uh, but yeah, I was I was lucky. I was breaking since I was young, and I always was able to do shows and and teach and earn money with this with this. So. Damn. Okay. Wow. That's dope. I, I think <laughs> overseas is just a little different. Yeah, that's like dope. In Europe, uh, you're able to like sustain a career in dance versus yeah, you here. Live you live with your parents. Uh, and, so and that too, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you have a lot of... Uh, I've met I've met people overseas. They still live with the parents, but they're, you know, they're getting good money dancing. Yeah, even here in, in the States. Yeah. In the California. Like, like if mm. you look at some of the hip-hop dance uh, community people, they... They, they're able to travel and doing all that shit because they still live with their parents. Well, there's nothing wrong with And they're either. young. Well, yeah. they're young, so you don't see, like, <laughs> 40-year-olds still living with their parents. Or maybe, I don't know. Some, sometimes you do. But anyways, uh, other than the fact, I mean, like, what was the B-boy, like, I want to say, like, the B-boy epiphany? Like, you know what? I'm not going to have to fucking... I could actually turn in my two weeks at McDonald's mm-hmm. or Trader Joe's, and I'm, I think I'm just going to do this B-boy thing for, for my career. I think for me, it came when uh, I had an experience when I was like 17, 17 years old. I got like my first trip. And at that moment, I experienced that I could do more with breaking. And I felt like I had the talent to do it, but I didn't really like come to understand that yet. I was just like, oh, I got a plane ticket. But when I, you know, almost like um, I think coming where I come from, I kind of uh, didn't really look at it in, in that way, you know. So I kind of like was like, oh, I'm not good enough to win that. Or I'm not good enough to do to. I don't think I'll get that. You know, like you mm-hmm. kind of have this small town mindset. Um, but in reality, I did have the talent to to do more. You know, I just didn't really realize it. But people around me would would be the ones that would be like, "No, you can fucking do it. You got. You can do more." You know. Um, but I think that was the moment when it, it kind of hit me. But it took me fuck like another four years to really come to terms and understand that. Wait, I could break for 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 work if I if I really tried. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I think the moment where it all changed, but I still chose not to to pursue breaking as my full time like work or income uh, mm-hmm. was uh, in 2005. I started booking a lot of judging gigs. I started. Um, I won. I went to IBE. I won UK champs that year, and after that, I felt that I could do it, but I still chose to deliver pizzas for another three years. Wow. I just. I just yeah, I still just, uh, yeah, I went back home. I won UK Champs on Monday. I was delivering pizzas. See, and that's <laughs> like, f- for me, um, as a as a kid, I remember that I was like, wow, you know, f- in order for you to find a good job and be have success in life, you have to study and go to college and have your degree, you know, study this, this, and that. I was like, oh, yeah, that totally makes sense, right? So we go there, we study psychology, f- physical education, whatever, biology, and then you get your degree to find a job, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, but that's crazy because they put a lot of work, like five years, six years to be a doctor or whatever, mm-hmm. and we, we, with this art form, would take like 10 years, and like, and they look at us like we're nothing. Like, well, with 10 years of putting efforts to this art form. So in Capoeira, I was 10 years old and I was teaching the military. Why a kid in the military teaching soldiers how to play Capoeira, how to use the martial art perspective of Capoeira? Yeah. Because if they do that in Israel with Krav Maga, why not in my hometown a kid that was right. had a lot of knowledge from Capoeira to teach soldiers? Like, wow, this is like I'm, I'm a general, I'm, I'm, I'm on a higher yeah. level because those guys, they, they respect me and they're soldiers, I'm just a kid. So yeah. I understood that 
that in that sense of like understanding like how society operates and how everything it's going to one side like has to be this way you have mm-hmm. to follow this way i've always been like understanding like how to look at myself and like see i want to i want to be a master in what i do mm-hmm. so psychology history you can pick one of us here and say like okay how many countries have you been how much have you seen you know ge- uh, ge- geographic perspective or history or life experience and then if we share that to anybody it's like wow it's like you're like a real teacher you like a, yeah. you have your phd or whatever you know yeah. so you ended up like having all this knowledge that you don't have to like yes yeah, see i have a degree and i'm i'm, I'm graduate for this you know so life experience is is what actually is the true knowledge you know because you leave that so I understood that and that's the way that I can apply to what I do. You know, if I share the knowledge somewhere, you know, somehow I'm like a teacher, you know. And, you know, so I always thought about that way, like going against what society think is the best for you. And sometimes you have to look into yourself to see what's the best that you do. You're able to pull it off. Yeah. Which is very hard to do. Yeah, yeah. it is. <laughs> that's dope because there are a lot of people that are students and they've spent so much money and time in school and they can't afford to even see the world. <coughs> it's yeah. a sad yeah. thing, you know, like or they just never experienced like life, you know. Itself, because yeah. Oh, yeah. Always been in the books. Because it just all, just yeah. all one, one Some, thing. Yeah, it's true. It's almost like we got our like the time we put in the break in is like that's what you chose to graduate in almost, but even though there's no systematic mm-hmm. uh way to teach this mm. it's uh society still doesn't re- the governing system doesn't recognize um our learnings as something that would be considered. And I, and I think that goes in general for hip hop because um, it'll be that way for a while in, in the art world. I mean, they're maybe beginning, oh, street art. Yeah, mm-hmm. street art now. Yeah, it, was graffiti. Graffiti. Yeah. it was graffiti. It was graffiti, though. Yeah, it was graffiti, <laughs> but now they're like street art. Street, street art, art, oh, it's, it's gaining more money. It's, yeah. it, you know, they could put it up on the auction. Google, it's getting more yeah, money. All and stuff. then, you know, b-boying, hip hop, you know, I mean, hip hop already the rappers. And, yeah. The and that's rap. all watered down nowadays. Yeah. But then the pureness of b-boys and breaking you know like, like when will it be i mean or it could be i don't know because i'm out of the loop maybe it's equivalent to what ballet could be considered but no yeah yeah, uh, I, yeah. Sure I, not, I think right? i think be, i think breaking is like um for it to really go to the next level i think the b-boy themselves have to take it upon themselves to like create something that is gonna help one another you mm-hmm. know because <clears throat> it's it's really hard to um you know sustain from dance to 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 you know put it to the next generation some of us are gonna some of them are gonna be obviously more successful than others uh if they choose to go down this path um but there has to be some kind of union or some kind of a way to unify everybody mm-hmm. so there 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 needs to be some kind of standard created for for b boys that are gonna become the next these guys or uh-huh. myself whoever you know who's gonna be the next like guy that's professionally breaking you know uh there has to be some kind of union or something that that can almost help future generations on how to how to generate and how to build and how to create a career out of this yeah you you, you gotta believe in the culture dude what, what you do for instance like i went to a university in brazil and they like oh yeah we have here the physician and this guy here is like oh yeah i can i can tell the way you break when you do the front flip the laws of inertia it's because you kick this way and your body stay in place you know i was like yeah you can explain that so i can actually do it and feel it and break it down how i feel 
mm-hmm. you know so it's a unique experience that you know for instance like oh you're doing head spin you know for us it's just a head spin but how do you feel doing head spin you know like what's your emotions connect to that like what is doing when you know the the, the vibration by you spinning like what the blood coming in your, in your brain you think faster and then you listen to the song at the same time and you yeah. freeze at some point you know this like a scientist can look at us like wow these guys are the real scientists yeah. and most of the time we don't see ourselves that way because just i just break yeah. i'm a b-boy yeah. i break you know yeah. so i think like for us it's the evolution understanding why we do so we can show the people that like we're the real scientists you know mm. because we're actually doing it we're not like reading a book and like talking about some She's white doing. man book you know he's like oh i have this life experience and i had to master this you know by myself so yeah sometimes you have to understand that this is it's your your key you know yeah wow <laughs> <laughs> sounds like whoa <laughs> no but yeah it's like um i mean the, uh, honestly it's like everybody has to take it upon themselves to try and push it to the next level right <clears throat> whether it be in skill and your skills the the influence also the 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 professional side i mean you have to create your own right it was like um like menno has his own tracksuit company some of us create our own brands um and that's a way to branch out and really expand on um you know uh finding ways to create something new for yourself outside of breaking right that i think that's where you create more value for yourself and and for your future so like with you i mean we can talk a little bit about your track suits why did you choose to go with track suits everybody knows you when you would battle you'd always rock a track suit um you know maybe can you drop a little bit of knowledge on that the the brand everything that you're doing behind it i don't think people really know much <coughs> like for me when i uh put on a an a suit a track suit in a battle is like my business suit it's like I'm, i come to do business so every time you see me showing up in a competition in a full suit like you know i'm prepared <laughs> if i battle crew battle or whatever i never wear a complete track suit i only do this for one on ones like it's oh my wow. nice suit up uh and it became like a lucky thing like every time i did a big one on one i bought a new track suit and i fucking won i was like oh, damn it that so it, it became like a thing i needed to yeah. find it so on the internet in the shops and then like i, I really dislike this fashion of like this skinny bottom uh-huh. mm-hmm. football so, uh, football pants yeah so i was like damn it i cannot find what i like i should design my own so it was always like a dream i had Mm. um but it was kind of like impossible thing like i'm gonna find like holland is not the country to really produce things like this and mm. it was always a dream and until after bc1 2014 mm. uh a guy hit me up called robbie denham uh-huh. uh i became a good friend he, he designed jeans mm. uh he wanted to send he wanted to send me some of his jeans and uh the photo sample he sent me was like oh it's a little bit too much with the with the with the details in the back like oh, it's not my style and uh, i don't want to i don't want to <laughs> accept <laughs> it yeah and not wear it because obviously he was very passionate about what he did yeah so it was like he's a funny dude so he was like oh you did you design your own fucking jeans then you know <laughs> tell me how you want it and uh, and i fix it that way uh-huh. and he's like and i was like yeah i would i would love to design track suits uh-huh. he's like oh come to scotland I'll, i'll fucking help you to set it up uh-huh so i did a a jeans commercial with him and then he he we draw out the first tracksuit design we drew like 15 designs and then we pick one and he made it we bought the fabric and he made the first one oh. um and then i got in touch with intact mm. 
and he got all the intro the introductions in the factories in Kiev where I make it Ukraine so is this also a funny connection to have like that's why I put in the suit I put design in Scotland a dreamed in Holland (laughs) uh, design in Scotland but made in Ukraine oh that's funny so it became also like a funny like a friendship thing like the the bond I I got with Intact and and with Robbie is like it's it's nice that's cool so is that what you're wearing right now is that your tracksuits your your company the jacket where where can people find your, your stuff menotracksuits.com there you go menotracksuits.com menotracksuits.com m-e-n-n-o tracksuits wait a minute I wonder did you bring any tracksuits to sell yeah you did did you really I brought I brought uh, two medium two small and one large Uh, how much you charge for each of those limited edition how much you charge for each of those $150 special price $150 usually they're like $150 euro and it's like also sending costs so you end up like dude $150 euro (laughs) wait US are we talking USD no US dollar $150 okay because I make I just sell them in the web shop exclusively and if you catch me live and I have some, I give you a good oh, discount. Okay. But it's just like backpack style. Are we still live or? Oh man, I think it might have uh, cause it died. Oh, okay. Instagram, Instagram will cut you off oh, after okay. a certain amount of time. So. Oh okay. All right. Well, uh, they won't hear this until next week. Next, <laughs> like, yeah, like next or Monday, I think. Um, but if you guys are listening, <laughs> menotracksuits.com. Make sure you support. Um, he's rocking a black tracksuit jacket and, and yeah, tell them the theme of like your suits and shit and stuff so yeah this uh, i put the lines on places that like give accent to the movement oh okay so this one is the fire suit is this like the gas the the, the blue uh-huh. mixed with the orange and the red yellow Oh, so wow. when you make movements that's supposed that's to become fire. the fire shit oh, is lit shit, shit, is lit. <laughs> yeah, shit is lit shit is lit kid yeah, yeah, yeah. that's dope yeah. that's, that's dope. really dope that you uh you know you you're branching out and 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 making your own company from you know from obviously you yeah. being an from all-star dance. and stuff like that through dance too. yeah i mean yeah i was gonna say too like would you guys w- would you guys want to see more companies get involved aside from like energy drinks uh, yeah, and and, yeah. and uh, sponsor and like endorse, or would you rather see more b boys like yourself? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if Nagin if you're thinking mm. about starting a company as well. I know that I know, Rockstar's talked about doing some stuff, but do you want? Would you rather see companies get involved, or do you want to see more b boys within the, the, you know, the culture and the and the and the, and the community, do these companies? I think both is yeah. very important and b- both will help each other out to grow. It just it's just frustrating to see like a, like a Nike line SB and it's like the windbreakers yeah. <coughs> that you know like it's a b-boy it's fashion. It could be a b-boy yeah. thing, yeah. Like b-boys made that popular with the same with the Adidas look and they have like this completely b-boy look and it's like Adidas and then they're fucking skateboard under it and like yeah. fuck you there's so much skating going on like all the hip hoppers yeah. are wearing skateboard brands right now even me like you can wear Vans you 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 aware like it's Vans it's a skateboard thing but mm-hmm. you don't need to be a skater to wear it no and yeah. we b-boys have no no brand in our scene that's Why been weared that? by other no. people and it's fuck yeah, it's so it's, it's a good a bit, yeah, yeah it's a good motivation to mm-hmm. to so one of our other podcasters is not here tonight, Mike. He um, always compares the breaking scene to how the skateboarding scene is. 
and how to skate how it was yeah or how it was and then you know like they it was skaters that started their own brands and they grew and then more skaters started their own brands and then uh, to the point where like they were not skating for companies anymore they would they own their own companies and they actually grew yeah <clears throat> well, that, yeah i mean that's you know obviously like biggest and baddest and, and certain brands mm-hmm. we just haven't been able to cross outside of out of the breaking scene as much you know mm-hmm. and i think that's what i think that's what's hurting us and i think that's mm-hmm. what you're mentioning is like we will influence like the b-boy fashion is now like right like the windbreaker jackets the runners that that nike makes so the way some of the adidas fashion is being like promoted it's like almost has, it's the b-boy fashion that we've been rocking for fucking quite a long time mm-hmm. you know but yet it's based on skateboarding and, and it's not taking nothing from them obviously but it's just it's just funny how we can influence or have a fashion for so long but now once like these brands make it popular even the cortez like when nike was talking about the cortez is like the cortez never went out of style in the gang culture or the breaking culture yeah. but now you fucking hipsters want to wear cortezes because it's fucking cool <laughs> yeah. but yeah we've been rocking them well, shit for think like Bruno mars made them popular again oh my god just like but yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. it's just whack because it's like shit we rock on the regular it becomes like you know these companies come in and keep like playing with it but yet they won't support us yeah. but yet we yeah. buy their shit all the time obviously because yeah. it's become the norm um and I think that's kind of where it gets tricky, you know, because we want to build our own with, with breaking, right? So maybe Mendo comes out with his suits mm-hmm. and we're trying to push that or he's trying to push that. But it's just, it's, it's hard to get get out, you know, and it's, it's uh, mm-hmm. I think that's what the challenge is. But we definitely need both. We need the corporations. We need our, our uh, you know, like grassroots brand branding that comes from within the scene because uh, both help both, right? And you can, you can uh, definitely push one one another to to be in a, in a new level. Yeah. Definitely a balance uh, yeah. between corporations and just because uh, that's how some of the like the street brands. Yeah, yeah. You see exactly. Supreme. They create you see shit. Fucking, uh, you know, well back then it was like crooks and castles and shit. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> they they obviously started small and yeah. they, they grew bigger. Yeah. So it's just just trying it out. Yeah, yeah, figuring that shit out. What is it? Yeah, a lot of a lot of brands have come and gone. Um, yeah, some that's the hard part. <laughs> but then, like, okay, for example, San Diego has Tribal. Mm-hmm. Tribal Streetwear was a huge brand, and then like it seems like not a lot of people have it here. But if you travel to Asia, mm-hmm. particularly Philippines, it's in, it's all over the malls. Like it has its own section. It's big. It's huge. Wow. Mm-hmm. That Tribal Dice yeah, One, and it's all San Diego born brands. Mm-hmm. It's just sometimes you don't see how well they're doing in other parts of the world. Yeah, yeah it's so. like uh, what was it? Uh, <clears throat> I met uh, one of the guys from Dada. Oh yeah, Dada Supreme Dada. is huge yeah. in like China and Taiwan. Yeah, yeah. And it's like here it was only cool for like a little bit. It was making mm-hmm. making noise for like a couple of years, and then B boys were rocking Dada. B boys were rocking Dada. Yeah, yeah, a lot. Yeah, Fila's huge in Asia. Yeah, yeah fuck, what see. else is big in Asia? Fubu. <laughs> Fubu. I'm big in Asia. <laughs> <laughs> so am I. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. How big? So, so you guys do a lot of traveling, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I know I mentioned that earlier. Um, you know, when you're traveling, you uh, 
what? Travel. They stop us a lot in the airports. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, really. They're always wondering, <laughs> what is this little guy uh, doing here? <laughs> like, hey, he's white. Like, they don't stop yeah. him because he's white. Like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let him go. He's good. <laughs> he's good. He's all right. You, you, let him go. He's fine. For me, they ask me what li- if I'm in the right line for him. They're yeah. just like, sir, we can help you over here. Right line for what? When I'm in the business class line, they're, a lot of times they're like, excuse me, business class? And like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Like, enjoy ah. for a moment. Well, they question you. Yeah. you think they question you because you look like you're like a young. Yeah, and then like you're wearing a cap or sneakers or whatever. And mm. they, they're like, excuse me, you know, this is the line for business class i'm like yes i know <laughs> thank you yes, thank you, <laughs> thank you for with pride yeah i get all prideful like yeah i'm a motherfucking globe status member do you do you fight <laughs> business yeah i get all that shit all the time i get it worse though. i get it everywhere oh, you yeah. also fly business oh my God. No, no 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 i don't i don't fly business everywhere i'm talking about like getting like asked that shit everywhere they ask me that shit but mm-hmm. business i've flown business a few times but when you move up in the memberships on the airlines so anybody that starts to travel you listeners get your miles up join the memberships they're free in the end you'll get points for that shit and then you'll end up getting a free flight somewhere you can fly yourself up for like five dollars i'm already there buddy yeah so yeah so yeah but for the people that don't know about that shit and they travel abroad like get on it right away even if you travel once a year like get the points that shit's helpful get the right credit card and or even yeah get, yeah, a, credit get a credit card and add that shit up you have it right yeah, the sapphire the sapphire reserve yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah th- i mean but yeah i mean i've flown business class a few times like here and yeah. there but it's not it's and they question you right what the fuck are you doing over here bro <laughs> no they just look at me funny tsa's patting you down extra so they're just like, wondering what's this like, what's this that's my dick <laughs> that's my cock that's my love gun sir <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of love gun, uh, this is where I was going. Um, so we've, you know, we all done our uh, fair share of traveling, and it doesn't even have to be in. Let travel. me stop you right there. I got a question for Nagin. Okay, bring it. Wait, is it Nagin or Nagin? Nagin. Nagin. Tell him what that means. Uh, first, what does okay, Nagin? First of all, uh, Neguinho is a very popular nickname in Brazil. That he stands like, oh, he's a a guy who is mixed race. You know, he uh-huh. can be, be native Brazilian, mm-hmm. white guy and afro at the same time okay. mm. so that's a way it's like it's comes from a weird place of like saying neguinho uh-huh. but it became like super popular you know like because your mom calls you dad your your close friends you know yeah. so it's very popular neguinho like robinho ronaldinho pelezinho so mm. inho means like somebody that has talent that is kind of small uh-huh. so this nickname come from when i when i started playing capoeira but the accent from my neighborhood say neguinho we don't say neguinho like the rest of the country okay so neguinho means some little guy that has this mixed race that you cannot tell like how he looks like right oh, so okay. it has to die it has to do with the diversity of the country yeah. in brazil you know some people are like oh that means little nigga uh, <laughs> could be you know yeah, yeah. that yeah. means like a little warrior because yeah it could be so there's a lot of meaning that's how it really represent what is brazil because yeah. if you look at brazil everybody can be brazilian you very know diverse. like you yeah, very extremely diverse, diverse. and very the diverse. most popular nickname in brazil is neguinho that's crazy. You know, so, <laughs> is there a, is there a, a way somebody would say your name wrong, like and that would and it and it triggers you to be like, no, it's Negin. Yeah. Well, it, <laughs> we're, we're we're dealing Neguin. with Negin. Like if somebody said, hey, yeah. uh, uh, Negin. Yeah, we're dealing with the uh, the language, right? When it comes to like, oh, it's Latin and Portuguese. Of course, the way you spell is there's a G and then U, so it's Gwyn, like penguin, uh-huh. and it goes on and on. So a lot of people can, you know. 
I kept authentic. I kept like the way I am that yeah. represent my culture and then Zach how is Brazil, you know, yeah, like yeah. diverse. So I could have an easy English nickname like most of the B boys, you know. Yeah, like Bob. <laughs> yeah. Bob. Yeah. Like, Hi, my like name Bob is Bob. <laughs> Bob. <laughs> Bob. <laughs> B boy Bob to B-boy the floor. Yeah. Up next, B boy James. You don't look like a Bob. James. <laughs> you don't look like a fucking Bob or James. B boy John. Yeah. John. John is uh, <laughs> <laughs> Man, no, it'd be so what's, what's like the question? Yeah, sorry, or some shit. question this Poncho. relates to traveling, mm-hmm. and you know when I travel, I get this all the time. Mm-hmm. Do they stop you uh, in any country, TSA, whatever? Mm-hmm. And they they pull you to the side and say, "Yeah, I'm black, bro. Yeah, yeah, they, no, <laughs> they're they ignorant, go, you know. So I need to feel your dreads. Yeah, all the time. Oh, oh they do all that. They do feel the dreads, and then the blackness that I have. So they look like all these stamps on my passport. They got jealous, like how oh, this guy travel over a hundred countries. Oh. You know, it's like, and I'm here stalking this fucking, you know, stamping people's passport when this guy got to travel. Yeah. So automatically they hate on me, you know. Yeah. So they're like, they're curious, like, wh- what is this guy? Is is he a fighter? Uh-huh. Is he what? And then they like, oh, I'm, I'm a dancer. I'm a break dancer, a professional break mm. dancer. They're like, what is that? And then can you show us something? Oh, and then God, I do a head man. spin, you know, like, you got it, sucker. That's Give my passport back. that fucking immigration yeah. and shit, customs. <laughs> so... Which that makes easier for me because I don't have to deal with their bullshit, you know. Mm, it's like, yeah. Yeah. and sometimes yeah. it's not just the airport, you know. We the world is kind of crazy. Sometimes you go to a country and then you know, like Turkey, and then they stop you there. And they're like, "What are you doing in your country?" You know, it's like oh, you shouldn't really? be here. You know, this no belongs shit. to us. And I'm like, no, how, fucking is, away. how stupid is that? Shit is that? Deep. Yeah. That shit is deep. That's fucked up. How stupid is so that? You're getting racism in all these <laughs> yeah, other countries. Yeah, Everywhere. But I feel like some countries are like, if you're dark skinned yeah, of course, like a little more. Even though they're well, brown people they're like racist towards yeah. darker skin people which is f- I mean, stupid there's yeah, place there, there's, yeah, there's always the dumb. good the positive side of yeah, it yeah, and there's always the negative you. side of it there's a place <laughs> that you go the people like I was in Indonesia uh, recently I was in Bali so everybody speaking their language to me because they thought I was from Bali and you think yeah, like, you look like crazy you, they would look you know like and, and I and I had the, the batik shirt and you know the way they kind of dress mm. and I'm riding the motorcycle they're like yeah he's, he's, he's Indonesian yeah. you know mm-hmm. and they're talking to me like I was I was like they're so positive and I go somewhere in Italy and then the guy give me attitude in a fucking hotel yeah. I'm yeah. like oh it's man Italy, yeah I mean exactly yeah. so yeah. then you can <laughs> you can have all this experience but at the end of the day it's like you always learn something you know that it's cultural and sometimes you have to teach people you know so yeah. it's just like you understand that as more you travel less people know and you get to know a lot more how everything works you know and at the end of the day you understand like oh everything comes back to this the real nature the real understanding like how the universe works you know rather than like somebody just just being ignorant and not understanding yeah. you know yeah. so yeah it's funny it's an experience. your experience versus Menno's experience. And he's like, ah, oh, yes. <laughs> oh, Lilou is worse. <laughs> Lilou, Lilou, Lilou has the beard and then he, he's Ali, oh. you know, like. Oh, yeah, uh, he's, he's Muslim. Yeah, so. and then wherever he goes, people think like, oh, yeah, he's a terrorist. <coughs> so, you know, he suffers with that, and, you know, so. I mean, he's a terrorist in the surf course. <laughs> 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 Absolutely. Yeah, he's fucking flipping over people, fucking trying to kill. <laughs> kill uh, gravity. Kill gravity. <laughs> <laughs> Giving the cock to Ken Swift. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, like, man. I oh, man. With my dick. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank you for going in depth with that. Yeah, that's that shit is. What's yeah, the that. What's the longest you guys ever taken searching for the perfect porn? Already. <laughs> 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 Five minutes. That's where I was trying to go with. Uh, I don't know. Because you travel a lot, right? You, like, yeah. Sometimes you gotta like. You gotta, uh, you gotta squeeze one out. 
15 yeah, minutes maybe? Like, two, two minutes? minutes? Two minutes? That's the longest? Wow, dude. You, you are not picky at all. <laughs> hey, man. The what? I didn't know. How long does it take you to find a porn? No, no, no. What's the longest you've taken uh, searching for the perfect porn? It's like the longest. Yeah, the longest. <laughs> perfect porn. It doesn't have to be recently, like yeah. back when you were like 15 or whatever. Yeah, when you were young. Yeah. But there was no internet that back then. We have yeah, that option nowadays, huh? <laughs> yeah. It's like... VHS. <laughs> I think one scene like 10. <laughs> this guy fucking rocks. I never, I never, watched, like, I never watched porn. I never watched porn? No, oh, that's <laughs> good. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's <laughs> good. That's like, damn. I don't believe you. <laughs> sure, You think you're fucking lying right now. Do it all out in Holland. Wink, wink. Red light. If it's banned in Holland, that means that they got the underground fucking tapes and shit. The tapes, man. Yeah. You guys? Nobody? Nobody? No. Nobody? Yeah, that like 15, 20. And it, it, it noticed funny. You guys are fast. Yeah. This guy is a fucking perv. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm picky. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm searching. You, you gotta like watch one video, get, get like 10 strokes in. I, <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got a funny story to tell. So I recently went to the Amazon or, you know, Peru to do a ayahuasca ceremony, right? Mm. It's a, a amazing, yeah. sacred, you know, yeah. medicine, you know? So I went there and then, of course, I had to do a diet like, hey, you're not allowed to eat sugar or salty oh, and you're in the jungle. Yeah, of course. no sex. You don't even feel like having sex. Yeah. After the second day with the diet, you're like, uh, you know, like yeah. you, don't, you don't feel that desire. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so... The ceremony comes up and then the, the shaman say, hey, some people, they come here and they scream. They're crazy because they all disturb with, you know, things from the world, you know, like the computer and watching porn. <laughs> so when they come with this concept of watching a lot of porn, they get all crazy here. I was like, shit. All right. Is that me? <laughs> you know, in a sense. <laughs> but I understood that the level that I was saying, right? But he, 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 I kind of felt like a little scared, you know, for a second, like yeah. just by him saying that. I was like. Yeah. Sometimes I got caught up so like yeah. watching and enjoy and it's just a natural thing to do, you know. Yeah. But See? when it comes to a different like perspective of, you know, in that dimension of like, wow, you're here to do a sacred thing and the shaman throws you down. I'm like, oh shit. What if so yeah. you, yeah. you porn? No, no, he was saying, you know, that. Oh, he was just saying if you come with porn, like, because yeah. like I w- you go into like this like spiritual thing and. Yeah whatever like if you have bad like basically things. the energy that we yeah. receive you know when we're, we're outside you know you drink coca-cola here or whatever you watch a tv or you and your cell phone you know talking shit whatever all the energy that you hold into that yeah so basically he's saying like hey whatever that know, energy that you have you, you gotta you, you gotta yeah. flush it yeah. out you know yeah, you, so, you might end up in the porn yeah. dimension and exactly. shit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so, and like, oh, sir, if you know where you were at, <laughs> <laughs> put your boner away. <laughs> God damn it. So for you, it takes you what, Sasa? I think the longest I've taken was like, <clears throat> I think three hours once. The bus? No then. way. Three no, hours to find to the bus, fucking perfect scene. find the perfect one. And then you bust to it. <laughs> so that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I think... I might have you beat. <laughs> Damn, yeah, you got three, that much time? Three and a half, four. Well, this guy doesn't work. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not True. talking about now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, talking about now. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, not t- talking about now either. Asian man. My work is jerk. <laughs> yeah, I, I, no, no. Once you're done, you just press whatever. Stop. stop. <laughs> I'm done. No, then, hey. then you bust, and then like you fucking come to your Clear senses, the and you're like. Yeah. What did I just do? <laughs> Why did I just do that? It's, it's like that Dave Chappelle stand-up where he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, hey, oh, 
Oh, you guys. Uh, yeah, it becomes sorry. normal. He becomes human yeah. again. Sorry. Yeah, you gotta apologize. Oh, that's the first huh? Dave Chappelle uh, stand-up. We talked about human the guy beings, busting man. on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, very man. picky. I don't. I don't watch porn either. Uh, not a lot of porn, like some of our other friends. <laughs> so I'm like picky. I'm like, there's certain things that trigger. Because if I start watching something and I see something wrong, like. Oh, whatever it is. I'm yeah, like like, up, like up, her toes. Her toes aren't clean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Toes aren't. Oh, feet. Oh, dirty her feet. feet. Her oh. feet are dirty on the other side. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> dirty feet. <laughs> hey, what the fuck? Damn. Or like I don't know. Like she's just too hardcore when she's like. Thank <sighs> you. Like, oh. like too much. Next. Too much. <laughs> oh. Or the guy, or like the the dudes are just like no, nah, I don't know. Too nah. much. Too, too, yeah, too loud. Too much. I don't know. I, I usually, I don't know, if I was, back back then when I used to watch porn. <laughs> Not that's now, been five hours ago. <laughs> I don't need porn now because I have a girlfriend. Oh, sure. <laughs> you know, sure. But back when I was a young lad, um, yeah, I, it, it was like mostly like when it was like girls, just girl on girl action. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, you guys no, no yeah. shit. Right. No, not really. No, yeah. <laughs> guys, guys on guys. I guess. That's what that's what Rosh Rod watches. Yeah, Rosh Rod enjoys it a lot. You guys don't like girls on girls. Uh, guys on guys. No guys no? on guys. No no. No, no, no gaping assholes. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. <laughs> and then I was like, I mean, no. We're all, we're all, I mean, we're all friends. We're all good. Yeah, yeah. if that's your preference, that's cool. <laughs> it's like, how do we no. go from That's been the discussion of these past couple of podcasts is uh, being gay. Yeah, it has <laughs> been. Yeah, it about. has been, yeah. yeah. Um, and we talked about. But they no. had a guy come on there and he, he, he like, publicly was. Yeah, he was a guy yeah. and he came out. <laughs> It came he out. Oh, yeah, he came no, out. No, he's already came out. He's a b boy. Well, he probably he, came out to a lot of people he's, he's that didn't know. Gay. Yeah, he came out. He's to a b boy that's openly gay. Okay. Yeah. 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 So. So do you guys know of any of? Uh, you know, gay Besides Rosh, right? <laughs> 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 hey, oh, oh, oh. Asshole. So we're starting a hashtag. Uh, it's called uh, hashtag no one. K N O W. No one. Because <laughs> we all know one. We all know one. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, no, so you, you guys don't know, no, no, no. no. Okay. all right, all right cool. Just, I guess uh, it just does that. No, <laughs> word, right. word up. Is there any like any people in your scene that have come out openly? Interesting, yeah, because we were talking about this last time. Okay, hold on, hold on. Uh, maybe you want to say that on the mic. Um, yeah, no names needed, not no names yet, but like, is like, is it like in your because obviously we're talking about this last time and how some, some like the guy that came out on the show, like two people that they didn't know, obviously, because you. He already told his friends. It's very masculine. Yeah. Um, but in some countries, it's like almost... Um, like, it's like almost illegal in some places, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's like they can't be open like uh, that. Ja- so like that's Jamaica. Certain countries, yeah, yeah. they'll look yeah. down so on you. Pretty, Holland is pretty easy easy going with that. Yeah. Uh, but then if you go to Russia or Ukraine, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It's, Africa. It's, it's not... You can't be sucking dick here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, get your sucking dick lips oh, out of here. Even, get, go back to your hands. country. Oh. No, I mean, uh, <laughs> 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 why are you guys being all awkward? Yeah, shit. Yeah, like yeah. an awkward as a stew. The fuck? It's just hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good to talk about it. Uh, I don't know. It's just, uh, you might look at America as like, are they cool with it? Are they not cool with it? It's just, you have to see, like, I guess California and the West Coast yeah. and then the East Coast. And then you have San Diego. 
<laughs> what about San Diego? I mean, we're very open. Like you know, we have Hillcrest. Yeah, it's very, yeah. it's but very we, uh, accepting. Very, it's a very conservative city at the same time. <clears throat> we just have pockets in the city that are very accepting because we have Hillcrest, which is a gay community. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Not only that, it's exten- it extends to University Heights and and surrounding communities, which yeah. which is all you know, but very nice areas where yeah, I yeah. you know, <laughs> which I think are like the very cool areas to live in San Diego. Yeah. Um, but then I don't know how it is in other countries because I've heard like, like bad things, you know, like you said, Russia and Ukraine, they, mm-hmm. do, they would not stand for that. Like, yeah. 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 Their perspective is completely different from, you know, some other place like in Brazil, for instance, like Brazil is known by like, Oh, Brazil, there's so many beautiful people. Uh-huh. The women yeah. are crazy. Oh Always. my God. Oh, yeah. The round butt, whatever, you know, there's all the type of things. So the women in Brazil, they're very competitive. It's like, oh, I got to be hotter than the other girl. Mm-hmm. She's working out. She's doing this. I'm hotter than her. So a lot of the homosexuals now, they like, oh, I got to be hotter than the girl. So wow. <laughs> you know the words. You know the words you're going to see a dude, in a sense, you know, using the term, like a guy uh-huh. that looks like exactly like the girl. They're like, oh, she's hot. You know, so the like yeah, he looked that, exactly. So he's and then and then it has to do with the the the, the surgery, you know, the plastic surgery and everything oh, is affordable out yeah. there. You know, like mm. so the guys like that is like, okay, I want to have a butt like that. I want to look like this. You know, so, they so to get the surgery some too? guys they look better than the girls. That's what Gee, I'm trying to say. What? So be because, careful. Hot <laughs> damn, like, be careful. Actually. There's yeah. a fine go- woman in Brazil. Yeah. I, I follow a lot of Brazilian oh, yeah. women on Instagram. Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> Do you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> MMA fighters, uh, jiu-jitsu okay. oh, yeah. fighters, they're all on Instagram. They're like all like fit. Yeah, all there's a lot. Damn. Yeah. Oh, my God. Damn. Especially, yeah. yeah they, Holy shit. And diverse. They'll, they'll you know? kick your ass. Like, you you go to time. south of Brazil, which uh, there's a lot of Polish, uh, German, Italian, you know, like oh, really? the, the, uh, a lot of people that came there, you know, in the 50s, right? Shit, I had no so idea. So you look like, oh, this white girl is Brazilian, but her, she doesn't look European, you know? Uh-huh. Like, he has the whole, like, how <laughs> nutrition and the environment, because Brazil is a lot of, you know, like, jungle and water, and, and the environment is always, like, energy. So mm-hmm. their butt grow, <laughs> their, their, yeah, their waist the gets thinner. Exactly. <laughs> so you're just like, wow, the they're, 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 they're European, you know? They're European yeah. straight up, but why their body look like that? Damn. You know, it's, it's the, the concept of perspective Shit, of mind. Because big butt? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Menno is so. a Brazilian, apparently, because he has big butt. <laughs> <laughs> he drinks a lot of the water out there. Yeah. He does a lot of twerking. <laughs> he orders Brazilian water to Holland. Yeah. It's not it's not mental track suits, it's mental twerk suits, okay? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's play. Yeah. Wow. But then, dang, okay. Yeah, and then you. absolutely, like, the you know, Brazilians have this, oh, but Brazilians are a womanizer, you know? Uh-huh. Think about it, like, every man in Brazil, you walk around, like, oh, my God, so many beautiful girls here, and I'm spoiled just by looking the diversity. And then you walk with your girl, and your girl is checking, if you're checking the other girl. So she's kind of mad, you yeah. know? But at the same time, she's looking at the other girl to see... Like, oh, you're looking at it? How do you do that? Yeah. So you you have to walk around with like glasses. (laughs) Sunglasses. So so either your relationship goes down or actually uplift, you know, because your your girlfriend might be supporting you in that way. Like, oh, okay, that's how it is. So, you know, it changed the whole perspective. uh, She, she, my wife is from New York. Okay. My wife is from New York, Amy Cicada. So, and she looks Brazilian, (laughs) you know, like people like, oh, she's Brazilian, you know, she has like, she's also a dancer, yoga teacher and everything. So we walk in Brazil, it's like, damn, look at that girl, you know, like Uh she's able like to share that with Mm -hmm. me, you know, like, oh, she's hot, you know, like that's my 
ex-girlfriend that was Brazilian, she wasn't like that. She yeah. was like more jealous in a type of way, you know. Uh. It's like, cool, I found the perfect match now. Then, yeah, you know, my good. my girl is New Yorker, you yeah. know, and has a Brazilian perspective of how seeing things. You yeah, know? she's confident. Yeah, so she's uh, 100% confident. So yeah. uh, you mentioned that she uh, does yoga. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you do yoga? Once in a while, yeah. Okay, do you guys, do you, Menno, do tried. yoga? You've tried? Any? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, you, well, yeah, we've done yoga together. Yeah, capoeira has the same has the same approach as yoga too. You know, yeah. in capoeira you you start playing very slowly and understand how to breathe. You know, yeah. so it's 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 a different art form, but has the same results as yoga. So yeah. you know, when I play capoeira, it's like doing yoga. Right. So. Does does she just does she teach yoga or does she? Yeah, she does. Oh, she okay. she used to live in India for like about oh, a year, dang, so she yoga. learned there the real yoga. It's yeah. not this fancy yoga that you you see here in america and in the studio and uh, oh she has a fancy yoga pants and the yoga mat is two hundred dollars and i'm drinking my kombucha today you know you know she's she's the real yoga head you know and on her styles of dance she danced sabarda is from senegal she has you know this whole new york jungle influence and she's a house head so she's she's a woman that has a lot of you know different ways to look at her as an artist she's a creative director she created the costumes she's a filmmaker so she's full out artist damn yeah, yeah what's up, man? damn okay. she's that's a badass it's, yeah multi-dimensional work the angles sharp and precise how about you yeah. Menno? you are you married are you your daddy i'm a daddy yes you, are you married no we're not married no but you have a girlfriend yeah baby mama Yep. You guys together? Yep. Are you okay talking about this? Yep. Okay, cool. Like he's like, nah, I got a baby mama, I fucking hate her ass. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. no, that's American. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's those America. are Americans. <laughs> so so you have a baby girl. How old is she? One. One year. One year. Uh we were just talking about like he's the only Red Bull All Star with a kid. Well no, no, that's no. battled. What did you say? No, he's I think he's the first champion that has won the BC one. After having a kid. After having a kid. Uh, or, or while being a father. While being a father, yeah. Yeah. Because okay. now you have Ronnie. <coughs> yeah. Well, yeah, he just had, his, he had his, his daughter recently, yeah. too, yeah. There, I mean, uh, there's like six of the guys have kids, I think. I can't oh, remember how many. I didn't yeah, know but like, yeah, I think only Lilo, oh, no, Lilo as well went undisputed after having uh, his daughter as well. And then you won BC1 for the second time after having your daughter. Yeah. Same year. Yeah, it was uh, it was hectic. It was a hectic year. My my girlfriend was also finishing up her school, so she was with a deadline. Wow. Um, both of our parents live in different cities, mm-hmm. so it was really like puzzling, puzzling, and puzzling with time. Like it really, um, my girl giving me the time to practice when she actually needed to like do shit for school. Yeah. I was like, fuck, I better use this time the right way. Yeah. So every time I went to practice, I was like, I can't fucking waste any time. Mm-hmm. So I went like really <coughs> I went all out all the time I had, and and it paid off. It paid off at the end. So it was it was wonderful to win. That's good, man. You guys got good girls behind you supporting yeah. you. Behind every m- good man is a strong woman. True. Is that what they say? Yeah, <laughs> but it's true. It's deep. No, usually it's deep. It's true. I mean. Yeah, it's deep. Yeah, that's hard. I mean, shit. To be able to do that, yeah, it's not easy. <coughs> I think a lot of people, I mean, I, I don't know what it's like to have a kid, so I, I couldn't say. But, you know, a lot of times we, whether you have a kid or you don't have a kid, sometimes we find excuses to not fulfill our full potential, right? Mm-hmm. And, that's uh, what a lot of people. Yeah, like, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's a lot of us, yeah. Like, I think Nagin was saying earlier, it's like uh, some people just don't have that mindset to be like, yeah, uh, 
I can't do that. Is or that, you were saying, yeah. like, oh, I, I can't do that. Like, yeah. Then you're you're already setting a, a boundary for yourself. Yeah. You gotta break out that mental jail. Yeah, yeah, you gotta. Yeah, it's <coughs> like you put obstacles in your own in your own brain, and you kind of have to overcome that, I guess. You know. Yeah. Okay, so Meno, what has changed ever since the birth of your daughter? You're one year, and she's. <coughs> I follow you on Instagram. She still is obviously asking for advice because he's he's going to become a dad. Uh, my oh, my wife's about to pop in about a month. Oh, congrats, so, congrats. Thank you, thank you. I, I need some help. You let me know. I just installed the car seat yesterday. Oh, what? <laughs> nice. Shit's getting real. So, like, what's changed? Did your, does your training regimen change because your sleep is obviously... Well, every, your life's going to change a lot. Definitely. Okay. Uh, one one thing, like, you learn, you learn to plan... To oh, actually yeah. plan, mm-hmm. and you learn that it's 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 not about you no more. It's weird, but like, I'm, I was always used to put myself like first place. Yeah, <coughs> and always focus on my on my passion, and I'm like, okay, there's there's been always like the fucking number one thing in my life. Also, my girlfriend, but mm-hmm. breaking was my first love, you know. Yeah, uh, and then having a baby, and like, oh shit, like, you 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 even like. It's only one year, and 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 after the first, even after the first day, you're already like, okay, this, I put this in front of everything in my mm-hmm. life. So, yeah. it's like a new, a new, a new way of feeling Psycho. love, and a new way of feeling like power. Um, but it's 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 also yeah, it's 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 life changing. Like, it's, w- would it's you say your your sleep the first the first <laughs> okay, the first yeah. three weeks? <coughs> I mean, my baby had. Um, at a hidden reflux, oh, so okay. every time when she drank something, the it's milk went up. So up. we couldn't put her on her back. So the first half year, she could only sleep like this. So it was just a shift. Like okay, my girl take sleeping, turns. You take her. Yeah. Because if you put her down, you're like ah, and like yeah. damn, like a little thing can make so much noise. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, like like you have this moment. You're like taking a a, a, a pillow. You're like ah, oh ah. damn. <laughs> It's been, it's been it's been fucking tough That's what like you gotta prepare, look forward to prepare. it's 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 like um you have some very quiet babies and you have mm-hmm. like easy babies you have yeah. hard babies like it just depends but any any way it turns out is gonna be it's gonna be tough but it's it's just gonna get easier and better yeah. and nicer so yeah uh, well i've got some help that's amazing, right? Rush, right? <laughs> yeah. It helps. It helps a lot to have friends that also have babies and they understand your situation. Yeah, um, because your friends that don't have kids, they're not gonna understand your not gonna situation. Because yeah. I didn't understand any other situations my friends talked about. And I was yeah. like, uh, okay. And now I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> and also, I think like I, I'm not a daddy yet, but uh-huh. I, I have a lot of nephews and um, nieces, you know. And my family is really like uh, the traditional way of like. You know, like they don't see. Oh, okay, so the kid has to be connected to your heartbeat and then mm-hmm. in the mom and the smell and everything. Yeah, they know so your voice. So if you see like nowadays, you know everything's like, oh, you're gonna wear this type of clothes and then you put in this fancy, you know, like cahin whatever, or you're gonna use this type of tool uh, tool to use the kid how to you know play with the the visuals and everything. So. I always feel like, wow, man, you always, like, when you have, like, a babe like that, you're always going to go back and understand, like, how connection really is, you know, because everything else today, like, the, how they put it, they try to make your kid far away from the daddy, you know? It's like, mm-hmm. you see, like, kids, like, one year and a half, like, play with the iPhone and stuff, yeah, you know? Yeah. So the parents even forgot about the radiation and, you know, stuff like that. So yeah. I think it, it it's changing a lot with the technology, too, too. 
to have a kid and, and you feel that way like ha like having to deal with the energetic level of the your daughter yeah um i mean i, I i'm not gonna lie I sometimes i give her my phone or my ipad mm -hmm. to just entertain her <laughs> because it's just easy like you don't have yeah <coughs> like at some point like she's just don't stop crying mm -hmm. and the only way to shut her up <laughs> yeah. put like a, a Walt so Disney Arist Arist yeah. Aristocats song yeah. and I just put her and she stops, stops crying and it's she just, starts laughing it's just easy right? it's just easy and, yeah. and somehow my, my baby loved to get her hand on things that she shouldn't put her hands on so even if you give her like an old phone that is not even working like you'd be like no no don't touch this don't touch this okay use it and it's like all the time like Wow. she knows like oh it's not a toy it's not so she already realized this is yeah. not something i should yeah, play yeah, with yeah. you she's like ah. <laughs> electronics crazy. are our new babysitters yeah man. that's what i mean you know, like <laughs> yeah i mean it, it sucks I, I think a lot of people um <coughs> think differently in the ways they raise their children mm -hmm. so like um with the technology that comes out now i want to say you can't look on Look, you can't look down on parents like you know yeah. like given easily because it's there it's part of technology like it's just uh, like you said earlier mm -hmm. you're not going to use like an old Motorola phone mm -hmm. over an Apple smartphone let them so. figure out snake shit <laughs> snake yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay shit. okay I didn't mean to go did. deep I didn't mean to go too deep into that sorry sorry for our listeners I mean, no worries I think we're at a minute, or not a minute, an hour right. 45. So, all right. Yeah. Um, let's start wrapping uh, it up a little bit. Yeah, let's. We, there's a, there was a lot of questions. We appreciate everybody um, submitting their questions on our Instagram. Uh, but Choose like one or two. Yeah, I'm going to do one that the, the um, uh, Rockshai said he liked. What did I you guess. choose, Rockshai? The question <clears> is. <throat> <clears throat> Do you believe there are times judges give you the W because of your accomplishments, although you're cognizant your opponent opponent should have won? <laughs> this is what the person wrote. Well, who wrote it? Uh, oh, uh, broader than Broadway. Broader than Broadway. Yeah. Thank you for submitting, your submitting that question. Submitting your questions. I like. I wonder if it's like, specifically for somebody because a lot of the times when people misunderstand certain people's breaking styles. Um, they automatically assume that the guy that was maybe more dynamic should have won, or a guy oh. that you use more universal <coughs> movements should have won, right? And that mm -hmm. sometimes that can be a little bit tricky. Um, so, so when somebody that doesn't necessarily do the crazy stuff wins, mm. uh, everybody's always questioning it. It's like, oh, why he win? He's not flipping higher. He's not doing uh -huh. certain things mm -hmm. a certain way. So it's, I, I feel like that's all like an opinion, right? It's an opinion from somebody watching the battle. So. I don't know. I feel like it's coming kind of like from that, yeah. you know. The question. Well, yeah, I feel like it's coming from that. Okay. I don't know the person. It's, Maybe it's, I'm kind of reading like, it wrong. Um, but like my recent battle, I barely won by one vote, and I thought he beat me the first round. I thought I beat him the second round. I left the third round basically open that he could have won depending mm -hmm. on what he did. Um, I think he just had a few more mistakes than I did, so it ended up two guys voted for me and one voted for him. Yeah. So, I mean, in that sense, it's like, yeah, I don't know. I mean... When you lose, you feel it. You know what I'm True. saying? Like, as a b-boy, you know when you lose. Like, you're like, yeah. fuck, okay, I lost. Okay, you but know? what if you actually I, won? And you feel you lost? I think, yeah. I don't know if that's happened. When I know I lose, I lose. I mean, sometimes you think you won and you still lose. You're like, oh, fuck, you know? Yeah. But then you just take, you just kind of But like, like you were saying, it's a matter of opinion. Yeah, it's a matter Absolutely. of opinion, yeah, so... So it's, it depends it's, on the people it's watching. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 that's, there's a reason why you have judges. Yeah, there's a reason why you have judges because you're not going to make the call. <laughs> 
Okay, they so have to make the call based on how your your performance and how well you deliver your style or yourself. In that, that and then day. based on the judges, it's up to you to put your rep on the line. Yeah, knowing that those judges are judging you because they might be judging in a way that you might don't not agree. agree with. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. I mean, you choose to enter. Then yeah. you choose yeah. to enter. I don't enter a lot of battles if I don't uh, like the judges' opinions. Totally. So. Okay. Right, right, right. Do you guys and and also you have to understand that. If that question applies to like by you watching the video at their house or the live stream, mm. you know, always yeah. remember that it's all about the energy, you know, in the yeah. moment. And it's know? different when you see exactly. it live. Exactly. Because sometimes you can watch like, oh, he totally lost the battle. But the energy there live was completely yeah. different. Yeah. You know, the character, something that the technology can capture mm. and then give you the feeling back home. Yeah. So, you know, a lot <laughs> of that has to do with the moment too, you know. Yeah. So being there. Being there, being present. Um... Not that I can remember. He's <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. so I just win. <laughs> That's all I do. I win. I just win everything, whatever. <laughs> what else going on? Uh, because, like, uh, from what you said, your battle that you won here, number 97, mm-hmm. um, like, watching it live, I was like, oh, fuck. These it was guys cool. are going yeah, in. it was going on. Yeah, we're going you back and forth. watching it on, on video. Like, one of the videos I watched, I was like, I don't remember it like this. And then I watched another video in high definition in 1080p mm-hmm. from a different angle and it showed the same like energy like energy yeah, that yeah. I remember live. And maybe it just had to be clearer yeah. and, and at the same angle that I saw it because I was watching it, you know, like from mm-hmm. where, yeah, squatting low. down and recording it. So I was like, that's what I remember. And I think the frames per second that they recorded at was like even better so it showed more fluid motion. Yeah, yeah. So and I was like, that's the energy that I saw and I remembered. So, mm. yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. And also... Uh, I didn't mean to cut you off, uh, but one thing very important too. Sometimes, like I take uh, Red Bull Beast One in Korea, for instance. We all got sick there. Me, Rox, Rox, right was throwing up on the bus. You know, yeah. I Man got very bad. You know, like diarrhea and like damn, the competitions tomorrow was something. The food, like we all got uh, food poisoning, right? Yeah. So most of the judges they didn't know that. Because the judge is like, oh, I'm hanging out and I just have to judge on Saturday. So I don't even see the B-Boys until then. Yeah. You know, so I was like in a hotel, like dying. Rock's right was bad. Yeah, Gravity. Was this hurt. guy here had fever. Mano had fever that day too. So a lot of the competitors were like, damn, man, we're, how are we going to dance on, on, on Saturday in the competition if you're all sick? You know, so then you got to the stage and then they're just like, oh, he's not being himself. He's kind of weak. Oh, he's tired. He's giving up. You know, and they understand the whole perspective of like being competing in a place that's like, wow, it's cold weather, or they got food poisoning, or what's going on. Yeah, so you just check on. Yeah, yeah, people at the house, a huge one, right? Yeah, people yeah. at the house, they don't even see that yeah. too. You know, yeah. they just like, oh. They automatically yeah. assume you fell off. So. I feel, I feel people like once you get a name, people always expect a lot. Like, they see you, <coughs> they see you at your best, and they always expect something more. More. Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, you're not all the time in that mood to go like all fucking all out. Sometimes you want to feel more, but it's like I feel sometimes if I if I want want to go more on pure feel feeling in my in my competition rounds, I will probably lose because they they they're waiting for something that's not gonna happen at that time. Yeah. So it's somehow it's you you also kind of stuck almost in a competition on a certain approach of 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 dancing. Yeah. I think uh, I think we talked about this before. It's like the you know you have more competitions and you have the same people, and so the, uh, when you see the same people at the same competitions, you, people 
are going to get bored of those people because they see them all the time at the same competitions or not the same competitions, but like, you know, you have uh, certain competitions that happen in certain years and then they're, these yeah. b-boys are entering all, almost the same all the competitions and so yeah. you, mm-hmm. of course they're all limited to a certain amount of movement yeah absolutely amount they're gonna use what they're gonna do and most of the time they're gonna use the same formula to continue to win yeah. this, the, the same tournaments right so yeah, yeah. so it's like <laughs> should people stop watching so many competitions <laughs> no but i think that's where the benefit of like up and comers comes in because the new the new talent that is not seen is if there's somebody that's good that's coming up then that's the surprise right mm-hmm. so that in a way helps the newcomers as well sometimes mm-hmm. but i think it's it is hard like once you're established uh yeah it's like you gotta walk on water to win you know what i'm saying like <laughs> if you fucking win bc1 one year and you gotta come back the next year you better fucking <coughs> hover yeah don't touch the ground yeah yeah hey, exposure it, it got to the point that people start like send you negative thoughts and and and, yeah. and mean words you know and kind of hating on you Damn. so people that they used to, yeah trolls are fucking yeah. like 12 years yeah. old so they're all yeah. just yeah. talking shit yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah so These little motherfuckers don't know shit about yeah. fucking breaking in their fucking their, their moms <laughs> let them fucking their moms are letting them fucking get on get their hands on a fucking uh-huh. iphone yeah. and they're fucking just talking shit because they're little fucking kids most of the time totally These little fucking trolls yeah when you won i felt like you got a lot of hate oh yeah oh, yeah, yeah. I never really read the comments, but then a lot of yeah, people was the comments. they were telling me like, "Yo, you get so much hate. That's crazy." I was like, "Oh, really?" It's it. Yeah. I didn't know, so I, st- I started checking the comments. I was like, "Holy shit!" Nobody's understanding what I'm doing. Like, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. But they have such a strong opinion, but they have no fucking understanding. Yeah, and then you click and on their fucking profile, and they're like little pieces of shit, yeah. fucking people. <laughs> some some so guys are really like some people in the scene. You oh, know, really? Just like that. Yeah. Yeah, that shit's crazy. Yeah, well, it's like crazy. pioneers and shit. No, Everybody. It's people in general. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in general, <laughs> Why? Why are you hating, man? And what? I just I it's just wonder frustration about, though. Yeah, you know? like I wonder what 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 drives mm-hmm. certain people to actually fucking get on the fucking mm-hmm. internet. And fucking say their opinion, mm-hmm. and just fucking say some negative ass shit about. Uh, oh shit! <laughs> Kazuntai, <laughs> Mano. Oh shit! <laughs> he just sneezed. Like bullshit! <laughs> it like he said something. So uh, yeah, I, I I don't get it. I don't get it. Either you're not, you're you're with the movement, or, mm-hmm. you, or get the fuck out of the way and just let me handle just, my business. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like uh, you know, we're in a in a in a like. We're in a dance that is very opinionated. Yeah. Uh, but also, I think the issue is that it's still very personal, right? Like, where a musician can drop a song, but like, that shit is garbage. Mm-hmm. It's like, you'll never know that I said it's garbage. Yeah. yeah. But in breaking, it's like, it's still like, it's I can go to the community. jam. It's a small community. Yeah. I can show up to the jam and be like, oh, that's that motherfucker that commented on my photo and said that was whack. <laughs> hey, you fuck you. You yeah. know, like. Yeah, like has, <laughs> yeah. Has there ever been a time yeah, where you see one of these, on some of these fucking trolls and then you're like. I seen one, yeah. But he tried to front. Yeah, I was like, yo, what the that? fuck's up? I saw him in Turkey. He wrote some shit on, on Instagram. He's like, you look fat and slow. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah. Was like next time you ask me for a shirt, motherfucker, I'll remember that because oh, wow. I took him a shirt one time and I gave uh-huh. him a shirt and then he was trying to talk shit. He's like, but really though, and I was like, oh, you still oh, want to go for us? So when I saw him in person, I was like, what's up, fool? <laughs> and he's like, oh no, I wasn't serious. I was just joking, man. I was like, fuck oh, you, dude. Like, oh. yeah. he thought he knew toy. you like that. Nah, but it wasn't like that. It was like you can tell he was talking shit because he did it more than once. Oh, 
Oh. You know, you're like, you motherfucker. You want to share his name? I so can't remember it. I have to go back wanna, on that. You want us to go jump him? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you being so nice, dude? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was just funny. Yeah. Oh, you trolls. fucking trolls. Motherfucking trolls. Oh. 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 And then you have older... Older fucking pioneers and shit, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. That are fucking oh, yeah. have no other fucking time to do other shit but fucking talk shit about what's going on, right? That's what, true. What, what, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, you get a lot of people talking shit all the time, I guess. I guess it's just like people love drama, right? It's like uh, controversy sells. That's why every rapper, you only they only become controversial when they're dropping an album. They're not controversial when they're fucking chilling. On their millions, you know, they're only controversial when they're dropping an album because that's gonna get them a publicity, right? Yeah. And breaking is the same thing. Is like people, you know, want to cause controversy just to like generate interest or some shit. And it's yeah. just like you don't even stand by that. Yeah. You know, if you're gonna be about that, then fucking show up and back up yeah. what the fuck you're preaching, you know? Yeah, and it's kind of funny, like with the t- type of shit that they want to argue about. Yeah, it's just like, I don't like, know. I mean, you, I don't get into that. I don't give it really that shit time. What are you really arguing about, Mr. Old Guy? I don't know no more. I don't <laughs> yeah. keep up with that. Yeah, when I was what younger. What is it that you want? You want when a fucking... Uh, <laughs> when I was young, I used to... You know what? Like, when I was younger, like, what was like, maybe, like, uh, in my mid-20s, you know, I, I had experienced some level of success in, in the competition shit, you know? So, it, it became, like, you know, eventually, like, you get caught in the negativity, too, very easily, you know? Like, yeah. it's easy to feed into that shit yeah. and feed into the negative stuff and be like, oh, well, well fuck you, too, you know? <laughs> But it's like, <laughs> in the end, it's like not really worth it because it's just like a waste of time and energy. Like, you're still mm-hmm. doing you. You still got to worry about yourself. Like, those people ain't you. They're not taking care of your bills. They're not taking care of your responsibilities. And, yeah. You know, it's like you yourself have to, like, stay on top of your own craft, your own game, your own life. So it's like, you know, I remember kind of feeding into it sometimes. And I realized, like, you know what? That shit, like, looks dumb. And I feel like I was looking stupid. And it's like, if they're going to talk shit, then, like, cool, whatever. Like, I'm going to stay doing what I do. You know, if we cross paths and like, and you still got an opinion, then we'll see what happens. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. waste of time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, do you want to start wrapping it up? You want to wrap Maybe. it up? Um, like a condom. Wrap it up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a condom. Yeah. Well, we're, we're closing on two hours, and I want no rocks, right? Google's. We do actually have that. Wait, uh, did you? Did, no, this time we'll <coughs> get these guys to Google that shit. Oh, shit. You really want them oh, to read this? Yeah, I think so. Rockstar is turning it around. Yeah, okay, well, then, yeah, we could do that. Uh, yeah. So, normally on our podcast, we have Rockstar, a segment called Rockstar Googles. Mm. And he Googles a, uh, a, funny, a funny thing on the internet. A funny sexual act. <laughs> usually, usually sent in by a listener or one of perverted the, uh, listener, or one uh, of our producers. <laughs> yeah, one of our producers. So, um, if if you guys want to, uh, who who wants to read it? Nickling, I'm down. Whatever. Yeah. I'm curious. Yeah, okay. okay so uh, might disturb you. So uh, what we have here is uh, we're gonna have you Google Milwaukee Blizzard. Oh shit! And we're gonna have <laughs> you. Shit sounds crazy. We're gonna have you read it live. You have to read it on the mic. Nagin oh Googles. Nagin Googles. I'm having some English problem right now. <laughs> <laughs> Even okay, so what is that? Milwaukee Blizzard. Milwaukee Blizzard. The act of ejaculating into your sexual partner's hair and rubbing to the scalp. Damn. <laughs> Origin of the world Mil- Milwaukee is a definition of remains unknown. Some believe it's because it originated Milwaukee again. Others believe it's due to the state of 
Wisconsin's heavy snowfall. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, the, the the cum dries and then it's, it's like a blizzard. It's, it's like it like yeah, it's, it's like a blizzard. Snowfall. Yeah, it's like snowfall <laughs> on your girl's on your girl's head. <laughs> Disgusting. Guys, oh, Usually so have some crazy. Yeah, Nagin Googles. Thank you very <laughs> much. Thank you. Nagin Googles today. He Googled today. I, I thought we were gonna touch I learned back something on new. Cuckolding. Oh no. Do you guys know what cuckold is? Um, uh, Cuckold. Wasn't that one of your um I had to Google that shit. Yeah, she yeah. was nasty. Um it's when um so apparently uh <laughs> there's people out there that like watching their spouses getting fucked. Oh. <laughs> Typically or some mo- most of the time is by a black guy. Oh. And it's usually uh white uh white 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 couples couples that that by ratio. Like and then they get a <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it, it, it got brought up again because, uh, if you follow Joe Rogan, I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys know Joe Rogan, uh, he's <laughs> said that CNN actually made it a study where cuckolding can be good for the relationship. <laughs> CNN said this. Yeah. CNN. Apparently it was a CNN article. Holy yeah. shit. Oh, yeah. You ever heard of a Dutch sauna? Yeah. Dutch, Dutch sauna. sauna. Is that when you fart in the new? Yeah, yeah. We call it Dutch oven. Call Dutch oven. Dutch oven. You do that to your girlfriend? Yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Have you guys done it to your girlfriend? Dude, I do it to Tina all the time. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. It's funny as hell. They say it's actually healthy. Yeah, because all that. Yeah, is it healthy to smell uh, other people's methane? farts? Methane. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's methane. It's, it's, yeah. Even though it stinks like shit. Is it? It's like like shit, but goddamn. <laughs> 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 your brain. Well, when I fart in front of my girlfriend, I'm like, dude, I'm sharing my innermost self with you. <laughs> it's coming out my butt. Have you ever sharted in the process? You gotta oh, stop it. I've sharted before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got to stop with the dairy, bro. Cats are drinking milk. Too much milk and cheese. Yeah, Shit. Yeah, yeah. All right, you want to wrap it up, guys? We'll, we'll go yeah, around. We we'll out. do the uh, the final. Uh, what we normally yeah. do before we wrap it up is mm-hmm. we go around the table and we tell the audience what we've been listening to music-wise. Okay. So if anybody wants to kick it off, I go. Uh, okay. I'm a DJ myself. You can follow right. me as Neganism, which is oh, yeah. what is Neganism? You know, like. Uh, is he a b-boy? Is he a DJ? Is he a capoeirista? Yeah. <laughs> Everything. Yeah. You know? You're, you're, you're um, Nikin, bro. You're I listen to a lot of uh, Afro House, especially mm-hmm. from South Africa. Oh, okay. And I um, start producing my own music now that has a lot of Brazilian influence and uh, experience that I live in New York for five years too. Mm-hmm. So I have like mixing all this culture together and producing my house music that it's basically house music from brazil with the taste of the whole experience from new york and you know the new influence from south africa do you have so, uh, soundcloud or something like yeah that? it's on soundcloud it's uh neganism 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 n-e-g-u-i n-i-s-m yes correct that's my instagram by the way too instagram yeah soundcloud check it out guys um anything else only on soundcloud uh yeah, on okay. only, yeah. only on SoundCloud. Right, check it out. I'm gonna check it out. Damn. Yep. Man, yeah, no. Um. Well, I, I I was listening this trip. I was listening Mamal Mamal Hands and Kurang Bin. Fuck, I don't even know how to pronounce. It. I just <laughs> found it on iTunes. <laughs> okay. Okay. And it's it's pretty nice. That's what I've been listening lately a lot. Nice. Work. Sure I've been listening to the Thirty Seven Chamber, uh, L. Michael's Affair. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's the 
second version of the 36th chamber. Yeah, I got some cool shit Hence on Hence the 37th chamber. Hence the 37th chamber, yeah. Add one to the 36th. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. Whatever. Toss, what were you listening to? Uh, what have <coughs> I been listening to lately? Um, that same fucking shit that everyone... Same fucking is. shit? What is yeah. that shit, man? Uh, uh, uh... The fucking Spanish reggae shit, the Gondwana. Reggaeton? No, no, not reggaeton, man. Not every time you fucking say that shit, bro. I'm not Puerto Rican. Uh, see? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's a like Spanish reggae, the Gondwana. Gondwana, okay. Have you guys heard it? It's like reggae, like reggae music, but in Spanish. It's pretty dope. I gotta check it out. Yeah. What about you? It's kind of like the B-side players, too. Have you heard of the B-side players? They're from San yeah, Diego. From, from maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're dope. You like them. Yeah. yeah. Dope. What do you... Uh, so I've been listening to Kei Trinata, um, for, 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 huh? Oh, no, yeah. So Kei Trinata and then, uh, Chacha Malone. So, uh. Chacha from AOM? AOM. <laughs> B-Boy. Ch- Chacha Malone? Yeah. Oh, wow. From, uh. He, Art of Movement? Yes. Producer for J-Park? Yes. Yes, sir. You, yeah, yeah, you, you knew. How did Seattle? you know, buddy? Because I know he's been producing music for a long time. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so Chacha Balloon, man. So that was my, that was my way of saying. Wow. That was support, my, un, support. That was, that was my underground way of saying I've been listening to a little bit of K-pop. Yes. Yeah. Well, Chacha Malone produced Oh, you should hang out artists. with uh, Storm and Maine. <laughs> You're talking about the other Storm. Yeah, not the storm. Not storm from Germany. Not storm. the storm. Oh, the Arizona storm. The other storm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The desert yeah. storm. Not the yeah, European the desert storm. storm. Not the European <laughs> storm. They that love fucking, K-pop. That is confusing as hell. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Change your name, storm. Not the storm. Not the real storm, but the other storm. The real, so storm. the real storm is the storm from Germany, right? Is that what we're saying? Yeah, the okay. real storm is uh, the one from Germany. Yes. Yeah. Of course it is. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to close Anyways, it yeah. Yeah, thanks uh, for tuning we in. We want to thank you guys uh, for taking the time and being here with us, man. We really appreciate, uh, honored to be in your presence. Yeah, this is dope. Um, uh, you guys definitely educated us in a lot of things. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I hope you guys had fun. You was fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not your traditional mm-hmm. breaking show or whatever. You know, we try to make it a little different and oh, talk yeah. ma- like man shit. It's thank that. you guys for having us. Yeah, for Obrigado. sure. Yeah, yeah, dude, you guys are awesome. Uh, yeah, that's going to wrap it up for us. You can find us www.toughrocking.com. That's T-U-F-F-Rocking.com. Lots of fresh podcasts, lots of fresh radio show. Um, you find us on Instagram under those same monikers. Just Google us, and it's easy to find. And tomorrow, we will be at Undisputed. It is the World B-Boy Final. There is a three-on-three on Sunday, which we will be seeing Noeen, Rockstrite, and Victor. Is that correct? Yes. Battling. And then, uh, of course, I'll be hanging out there on Saturday. So if you're there this weekend here in San Diego, we will see you. All right, y'all. Peace, and thank you for listening. Bye.